episode 337 of the PlayStation Nation podcast. With you as always, I'm Glenn, along with a very sleepy and beaten to hell Josh Langford. Poor guy. That's uh, all good. I'm good. Poor guy. Yeah. <laughs> so a, a light agenda, which means this is going to be, what, six hours? Something like that? We're just going to... Mm. Our, our GTA 5 copies are going to show up while we're doing the podcast. We're just going to play through it. Yeah, that's not going to happen. Yeah, well. Everybody's going to play it before me. It's <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> well, you're still going to spend two years in the game anyway. So I doubt it. Yeah. All right. All right, well, uh, new releases this week. A uh, couple of news items. Not a lot not, eh, not a lot going on. What we're playing and watching, uh, my preview of the new PSN game coming out in October called Rain. And then two Blu-ray reviews. <laughs> What the hell? Uh, review of Blood of... Podcast. Yeah, I guess. Review of uh, Blood of Redemption and my review of Frankenstein's Army. Uh, some emails and uh, we'll talk some extra life and stuff and junk. So let's get right to the new releases. So September 24th for the PS3, we have Pro Evolution Soccer 14, which is $59.99. Right. And that's the one I did the preview for. It has the new Fox engine in it and all kinds of cool stuff. Yes. And then we have FIFA 14, uh, which is fifty nine ninety nine. Sweet. Oh, yeah. I forgot that one. You can and hear Josh typing for a reason. Armored Core Verdict Day for forty nine ninety nine. I used to love that series. And of course, for the PS Vita, we have FIFA 14 as well, thirty nine ninety nine. Now, no. Raj and I were talking about this. Mm. Uh, I believe it's also coming to the PS2 in Europe. Really? Or well. it came out last year in Europe. Either way, it was labeled as Legacy Edition. <laughs> and all that means is that they didn't do a damn thing to the game except update the rosters and maybe some of the logos and whatever. Uh, and, you know, we were talking about it, and he said, well, they should just do that, you know, on the Vita version. They should just say Legacy Edition. I said, but that's still bullshit, because <laughs> who's going to pick it up and know what that means? They don't say anywhere in the description, anywhere on the box, that, hey, we didn't change a damn thing, but the... But the rosters and logos, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's it's still being really sneaky about it and scamming a lot of people into buying what they think is a brand new game. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Because that's what you... I mean, it's EA Sports, and you come to expect, you know, the game is going to be very similar uh, with some, you know, some enhancements here and there. But you expect something. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, hey, it's even coming off for PSP. What? <laughs> I'm looking at the uh, Amazon UK site right now. Yeah. And Amazon UK is showing FIFA 14 for 3DS, Nintendo Wii, PC, PS2, PlayStation Vita, PlayStation 3, PlayStation 4, Xbox 360, Xbox One, and Sony PSP. Wow. So click on the click on the PS2 one. You'll see it. It has yeah. It says Legacy red. Edition. Yeah, yeah. Big red banner across the front of it says Legacy Edition. Yep. But really, what does that tell you as a uh, consumer? 
Oh, did did you say that they that he thought they were going to do it on the Vita version, or you saw it on the Vita version? Uh, no, I saw it on the PS2 version. Okay, well, I just clicked on the Vita version, and it says Legacy Edition on the top in a big it red does, banner. Yeah. Yep. But see, I don't think it says that at all over here in the U.S. It says it on the 3DS version. It says it on the Wii version. PS2, P- uh, Vita, uh, and then PSP. So half those platforms are Legacy Edition, which basically means new rosters and a few new, quote-unquote, a few new kits. Yeah, and that's, I mean, you know what? I, I expect that late in a console's life cycle, and we've seen that on the PS2 for years now. Yeah. Like, the the game hasn't changed for years. Uh, but at the same time, you, you really have to let your consumers know, because... That's really not cool, and I don't think legacy just stamping legacy edition on the front of it is really telling them what's going on there. I think it's still being a little bit sneaky about it. And if they ever get sued, that well, it says legacy edition. All yeah, it's, we put even put it in a big red banner. I'm sorry, we put it in a big red banner. We thought yeah. that up when we were drinking tea. Uh, I'm not too, not too cool on that. Um, you know, I'm okay if that's what they're going to do, but they have to be upfront about it. It's that's not cool for consumers. Yeah, because yeah. uh, I mean they're they're charging full price, <laughs> and that's the worst part. I agree. They're still yeah. charging full price for the game when they they did they did something that they probably could have given to an intern, and he could have gotten done in about two three weeks at at most. You know. Yeah. I mean, people. He probably could have gotten done in a week or two because honestly, when those NCAA football games come out, <laughs> within a day, people have rosters uploaded to the internet with every single college player in there and all their stats adjusted and you know everything perfect that you can download and you've got your you've got your perfect teams since they don't put the names in NCAA football right because they don't want to get sued. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, if some joker sitting at home can do that in a day, some joker sitting at EA <laughs> can do that in a day. <laughs> it's I'm probably sure. some like, college intern just uh, changing a, yeah. a database. Yeah. Yeah. It probably is. And it's easier for them because they've got the original code. They're not, like, messing around with, you know, I mean, for the PS2, you had to go in with your controller and... Enter every freaking name. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and there were people that did that. Oh, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I mean, uh, I, um, uh, I don't like that. Nah, it's, it's crappy, but at the same time, people are still buying it, or they wouldn't be doing this. Well, yeah, they are. Yeah. So. I mean, I get it. You know, there's new consumers to the game. There's people that might not have bought it in a couple years. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll pick it up, and no big deal. Yeah. Just let people know what they're getting, and you shouldn't be charging full price, especially uh, this late in the PS2 life cycle. I don't even know. Is that – well, it's in pounds over there, so I don't know if it's equivalent to $50 pound, fifty because um, they stopped selling it here. But even when they were still selling it here, I think it was still full price. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, the PS2 version is £15.99. Well, that sounds a lot cheaper than fifty bucks. Well, I think what it, I think that what, what that would come out to is around 
I think like 25 bucks, something like that. That sounds reasonable for yeah. a PS2 game at this point. <laughs> and that's PS2, PSP's $15.99. Oh, wait. I got to click on them. Damn it. Okay. Vita 1 is 35 pounds. PS3 yeah, is 39 like pounds. Price. So that's only five pounds cheaper. Uh, so PS3 is 39. PS2 is 15 or 16. Uh, and PSP is 22. Jesus Christ. They're all over the place. <laughs> You're all over the place. What an asshole. 3DS is 30 bucks or 30 pounds. 30 quid. Wow. I was just watching uh, Top Gear all afternoon. <laughs> yeah, so that's, I mean, at least the PS2 one's pretty cheap now, relatively. Yeah. That's uh, crazy. I agree. Uh, well. What are you going to do? Exactly. Well, we can sit here and bitch about it on our little podcast. Yeah, that'll yeah. fix them. <laughs> that'll show, though, that huge sports game conglomerate. That'll learn them. <laughs> Damn you to hell! Maybe not. Well, talking about EA, uh, they actually announced today uh, what the open beta date is going to be for uh, Battlefield 4. This will be on Xbox 360. And on PS3, uh, which last time for BF3 was only on PS3, obviously. So the open beta is set... Actually, it's on PS, uh, PS3, 360, and PC. And uh, it starts October 1st, which is pretty badass. So uh, the street dates for the game right now are November 12th for uh, PlayStation 4, November 19th for Xbox One, uh, three days before the console's release. Or actually, no. Yeah, three days before both consoles release uh, uh, on their regular dates. Uh, but the game itself comes out October 29th for PS3 and 360, which, of course, means we will be playing BF4 for Extra Life, which is awesome. We're all going to be learning the game still, get, see, get to see that awkward teenager years of BF4 while we're on the stream, you know, learning new things about our bodies and our kits and our guns. You know, as the guns go off accidentally, that sort of thing. Because you've held it wrong. Accidentally. Yes. So. <laughs> accidentally in your face. Yeah. Uh, so let's see. Uh, that Those have purchased uh, Metal of War Honor Warfighter, obviously. Uh, a bunch of those had the, uh, the, the Battlefield 4 beta in the box. Uh, and then there's probably going to be other ways to get in as well. So we'll update everybody when we find those those different avenues out. You would think when it says open beta, that means that everybody would be able to get to it. Just You'd think. Saying? Not sure. So, yeah, pretty cool. Very exciting. That'll be kind of nice. I mean, obviously, a lot of us will probably be in the beta and, and we'll be a little bit less awkward around the stream. But, yeah, the game comes out like, what, four days before we before we stream for Extra Life. So that's going to be pretty exciting. Very, very exciting. Cool. Yeah. So, J.J. Abrams. This one makes me laugh. Yeah. For a few reasons. Six months later. Yeah. <laughs> is saying he uh, had nothing to do with that Star Trek game. <laughs> well, after a time. <laughs> well, after um, after he came into the room when we were watching it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, he said uh, that they were involved at the beginning and then realized that it was going to suck. Um, but he he said it a little bit nicer than that. 
he said, uh, what did he say? That it was not going in a place where we were going to get what we wanted. Couldn't he put game. a stop to that? That doesn't make any sense. I don't, I don't know if he had control over that. Uh, but he said they dropped out and the uh, digital extremes continued to make the game and that was that. Uh, and he was hoping, you know, that it could have worked in with the with the movie and benefited the series, and it would have been great. But it just didn't quite happen. <laughs> I saw another interview uh, a few days ago where he was talking about the same thing, but in that one, he actually kind of hinted that uh, because the game was so bad, it actually hurt the movie a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, I saw <laughs> <What>? that somewhere. <laughs> I, he says it here in this. Yeah. Oh, does he? Yeah, he says, uh, for me, emotionally, it hurt because we were working our asses off making the movie, and then this game came out, and it got universally panned. (laughs) I think that it was something that, without question, didn't help the movie and arguably hurt it. Jeez. Does he not realize? I thought he was supposed to be like the nerd director. He was the one that got it. And he doesn't realize that every gamer knows that usually with a movie tie-in, the game's going to suck? Yeah. I mean, that's like 9.5 out of 10 that happens. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, it's a shame because, I mean, there was promise in that game, and they actually, they could have gone somewhere with it, but ooh. Yeah. Yeah, it was not not a good game. I haven't played it yet. Uh, Maybe I'll play that during the stream. Not. (sighs) (laughs) <laughs> I'll raid you your want. gaming closet If you really want to No, no, no You have a lot of sp- spots open on your schedule You should throw that in there Yeah, I don't think so <laughs> Well, uh, speaking of playing online And uh, obviously Extra Life This is going to be tied in as well uh, Nick Dart actually went out And started a crew for us On the Rockstar Social Club so we're getting people joined up to that so we can get together in some GTA 5 action. Uh, the online doesn't go live until the beginning of October, actually. Uh, them saying that it's because they want people to play the single player and get used to the game, yada, yada, yada. In fact, the online part of it was kind of late. So they had, didn't have it ready for manufacturing yet. So you're going to see a humongous patch coming out at the beginning of October, so it starts working. So get over there. Uh, we actually have the link to that. I've tweeted it a couple times. We also have it in our forums. If you go over to the PlayStation 3 section in our forums at psnation.com, you'll find the link to that. And uh, just join up. We'll get you. I think you can join automatically. It's open right now. Uh, and then I was going to say also, if you want, I don't know. If you, do you even have that set up, Josh? What? The Rockstar Social Club thing. Yeah, and I knew nothing about this, so I started a PS Nation. Oh shit! <laughs> thing today. Yeah, I didn't so know that because that. Oh, okay, I gave him permission to, or not permission, but he asked if uh, he asked if uh, we could make that one the quote unquote official crew. I'm like, yeah, go for it. So once again, you're just uh, totally pay te- paying attention to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what real life does. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but if somebody wants to join me and, and, and friend me on the social club, I don't think there's a limit, unlike the PS3, uh, PSN. So uh, if you want to just add me as a friend, uh, I'm a PSN-Torgo. 
Just put in the comments that you're from PS Nation so I know who you are. Please. I don't even know who I am on there. (laughs) Seriously, like uh, uh, Hannah, I got an email saying Hannah wants to be your friend on the Rockstar Social Club. I was like, the what? I haven't been on that in years. (laughs) I think I found you. Hold on. Uh, I'm just PJF Josh. Yeah, I, I think you're PJF Josh. All is one yeah. word. Yep, PS Nation. There it is. Because you're in the other PS Nation. Yeah. <laughs> PSNA. Yep. PS so nah. So there you go. Uh, you can yeah, add whatever. PJF Josh, and he'll never add you. Yep. Yep. Because it probably won't even be in there. <laughs> Why not? Where? What? No, I'm talking about this social club thing. Well, no. I forgot it even existed. The nice thing about this, though, is that it ties into the game itself. So when you want to get together in the game, even Red Dead Redemption, this helps a lot. So, because it ties in and it kind of supplements your friends list. That's why it's so nice to have. Uh-huh. Yeah, so our PS Nation podcast crew that we're actually using is PSNP. So, <laughs> that's pretty wow. funny. Yeah. Yeah, but so sign up. Uh, you know, obviously we're gonna have a lot of games going on in uh, GTA Five Online. Uh, we have some time set aside for that in our schedule for Extra Life as well. Uh, so yeah, we're definitely gonna be using that at least for for the next couple of months until everybody gets Battlefield Four, and then we're gonna say GTA what? Yeah, right. Anyway. All right. Um, oh, yeah, the new writers. We got to talk. Oh, shit, you didn't tell me we were doing that. I have to pull up all their names now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to forget somebody, and I'm going to get in so much trouble. Just um, open up the open up the users in the website. Uh, while you're asking me to do a lot. So anyway, we brought some new we we brought some new writers on, uh, and uh, they're really kicking ass already. Uh, Damon is going to help us do some new stuff. I helped him with his account the other day. Uh, also, I think he's moving right now, so we haven't seen much from Damon yet. But um, yeah, so we brought on uh, some some people that are really going crazy on the site, which is awesome because we're getting a lot more editorial stuff now. We're getting kind of a, a broader uh, cross section of, of different articles and everything else, and that's really what we wanted. So you've got the names in front of you. I know we got. Uh, I know we got Dave John. Hunt. Okay, we got Dave Hunt. Uh, Kyle Jesse. Yep. Who used uh, to write for a different site? I, I think it was. This, was that the PS Addiction? I want to say. I don't know. Uh, I missed that. I'm so I, not prepared for this. Uh, my head's been in the sand. Um, John <laughs> Davidson from the UK, okay. who's a Red Sox fan. <laughs> Well, as long as he's that. not Bo Duke. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, all we need is Fran Tarkenton and uh, What's-Her-Face, and that's incredible. We're <laughs> God, all set. That's incredible. Who was that? I want to see it. him. I want to see him ride out onto a stage singing On the Road Again on, like, a big ponch motorcycle. <laughs> you remember that? Yep. <laughs> on his talk show. <laughs> we were just talking about... At E3, I think it was, we were talking about That's Incredible. I don't know how it even came up. And I, I looked at the guy and I said, do you even know what that is? Because he kind of brought it up and everything. And I'm like, D- D- were you old enough to even see that? <laughs> God, uh, who was that woman? Was, she was uh, even she was even she a was, Wonder Woman, like a, a TV movie. Yeah, she wasn't that good looking. 
but like she was like I guess eighties hot, but I never really found her all that hot. Eighties <laughs> hot, early eighties yeah. hot too. Yeah. See now we're both tweeting it or uh, googling it. No, I'm not good. Kathy Lee Crosby. Yes, I am DBing it. Ah, I was going to Wikipedia. 1980 to 84. Oh, it seems like it was on longer. Yeah. And that they should release that on DVD. Kathy Ooh. Lee Crosby, John Davidson, and Fran Tarkenton. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Then there's people also search for real people. Remember that one? Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, now I'm feeling really old. Just looking at these pictures, you're right, 80s hot. Yeah. Yeah. Like like I said, early 80s. And the funny thing is, their, their uh, IMDb rating is 6.2 out of 10. Ugh. That's crazy. Hmm. Interesting. I thought that was a good show. I mean, I did it too. did I... really well in the ratings from what I remember. I used to, uh, that was pretty much a religion for me to watch that show every week. Yeah, it was a it was a really big show. Everybody yeah. used to watch it. Yeah, I think that's where just, didn't Tiger Woods make one of his first appearances on there? Uh, on there, I don't know. He was on the Tonight Show, right? He did but, Carson, and then I thought he did this show too. I don't know. Almost positive. Well, in that Tiger Woods game where they have the creepy little children versions, he's only on The Tonight Show. <laughs> well, I mean, The Tonight Show thing is more popular. Yeah. But I'm almost positive he was on Real People, too. Or that's incredible. Maybe it was Real People. Maybe that's what I'm thinking of. I don't know. I thought it was John Davidson, though. Wow. All right. Let's just stop mumbling now. Where the hell uh yeah so uh the, seriously join up for the social club crew if you want to join us in the games uh it's it sounds like it's a pretty easy way to get everybody together and play although i, I th- i'm what is multiplayer on gt i think it's 16 people so that that can be pretty fun i think yeah yeah i haven't paid too much attention i've been watching the hell out of the game that i don't get what watching uh well I'm I've been curious about you know everybody's you know they see the commercials and they're like oh there's no way that's running off of a console but it really does look that good that's why I was watching it like Stuart and I were on Skype the, uh, a couple days ago because some Russian dudes were streaming it the 360 version and we're kind of skyping back and forth like holy crap look at that and uh just the expanse of the map and and how much you can see and. Uh, another guy got into a jet and he was flying over the city. It's, it's just immense, man. It's, you know, you're so used to San Andreas. I actually went and watched some videos of San Andreas today and seeing that and see like, you know, the, the fog of war essentially where you barely can see anything in front of you. And then you go to GTA five and I mean, you can see for miles. It's, it's pretty damned impressive. I got, I got so excited that I pre-ordered it. Wow. There you go. Yeah, me. So we'll see how long I play it. <laughs> Hopefully longer than GTA 4. So. Well. Yeah, uh, oh, and I don't think we set it out right. We still don't have a review copy. So that's why mm-hmm. I was saying everybody's going to play it long before I do. Yeah. So well, nobody has to wait for a review anyway. <laughs> well, I mean, the, the, it was kind of funny. We were talking about that the other day on Twitter. I mean, only the really big sites got it for a review. And even a couple of those did. And we were joking about uh, Ben Kuchera from Penny Arcade 
posted on Twitter like, here's why we're not going to review GTA V, even after we get it. And then everybody on NeoGAF is like, wait, Penny, Penny Arcade reviews games. But it sounds like really like the only, like the big, big, big sites got it, which that's fine. Who in their right mind wouldn't think that this game's going to be exceptional? Seriously, think about it. Do you yeah. really need to read a bunch of reviews to to reinforce your ego that much that it, this is a game that's going to be genre-defining? Well, apparently people do, because everybody was threatening uh, oh, Jim Sterling. Sterling for giving it a 9. Only a 9. Well, and the funny thing How is, I, I, I skimmed his review, because I didn't read any of them, but I skimmed his, and like what he dinged it on was the visuals. Like he's oh it just it looks like every other visual. I'm like what? Because no, even the stuff I've seen on the crappy streams look awesome. That's not no because he addressed that. I saw some of his tweets, and he said somebody was was ripping into him because they thought that's why he gave it a nine was because of the visuals and and then he had like a big sigh or something you know and he explained it to the person and the person was yelling at him and then finally the person understood and everything was all cool. So it wasn't the visuals that knocked it down. It was more than that. It was something else. And and that's fine. The game... Yeah. Yeah, I mean... It doesn't... You know, because it's not a 10, every people... Really? You're well, there's another site that gave it a 70 out of 100. Well, of course, because you have to get your ad hits that's, uh, that's when everybody cool. clicks on the site because they're furious that it's a 7 or 70. Um, and let's go find out why and yell at them in, yep. in, in the comment section. Well, the funny thing is it's a bigger site, Escapist. They gave it a 70. And and it's funny because I tweeted that this morning before the reviews even hit. I'm like, all right, who are we going to take money on putting up a crappy review just to get hits? And sure enough, Escapist hits. And I'm like, oh, there we go. I mean, yeah. I, it, it's with a game like this, that's why I don't think I even got that stressed out about us not getting it. I mean, I tried, and I talked to Rockstar a few times, and I tried and and whatnot. But at the end of the day, I mean, yeah, it would have been great to have it early and be able to talk about it tonight, and you know, and and this and that and the other thing. But at the end of the day, this is one of those games that we I knew for a fact was going to be, you know, <laughs> it's 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 unbreakable at this point. Like even with one bad review or two bad reviews, which I love that they think Jim Sterling's nine out of 10 is a bad review. You people really need to get your shit straight. (laughs) Seriously. Nine out of 10 is a bad review. (laughs) No. I mean, you know, we talked about that last week with Gavin where I've only given puppeteer a 10 because in my mind, no game is perfect except for puppeteer. (laughs) There you go. But you know it's it's it, but it's also subjective. You know, some people review a game where I think I don't know who I saw put up today, but I, I I actually have thought about this in the past as well. Where some people will basically do it the old school way, where it's like uh, you know gym class when you got it, where you would come in and you had a ten, and if you screwed up on something, they would take a point away. But other mm. people review it where they basically come in at a five out of ten, and they start kind of building their score from there. But everybody's different. So what Jim Sterling takes in, a 9 out of 10 I, is some... What's that? Yeah. Well, I was going to say, I come in and I play a game. Yeah, me too. And then when I'm a good way through it, a number starts to form in my head. And, you know, the number may go up and down as I keep playing. But that's pretty much how I... I don't start with a number and then go up or down from there. I just play the game. And Yeah. 
wherever it lands, it lands, depending on how I feel about it. But that's all it is. It's how you feel about it. And yep. Everybody's got their own opinions. Well, and yeah. that's why we always try to make sure that, like, if it's an RPG, I'm not reviewing it. Because yeah. even if it's a great RPG, I don't understand all of the factors behind what a great RPG is. And I probably wouldn't give it the same score that somebody that plays nothing exclusively but RPGs would give it. So it's all, you know, it's everyone's opinion. There's there's no hard set fast rule like here's the grading system. This is what you grade everything on. Here are the criteria. You do not, you know, veer from that criteria whatsoever. And you can't do that because it's still an opinion. Am I having fun with this game? If I'm not, it's going to get a bad score. So, yeah, it was fun to watch today, though. Because I saw some of his uh, some of his tweets and some other tweets, and basically people kind of saying, "Well, you know, this is how we review things," and whatever. We knew it was going to get good scores. There was no there was no doubt in my mind. Oh, somebody from our community just got the game here in the U.S. See, see, you need to you need to go start going to those mom and pop shops again. <laughs> I don't know where any are around here. They're all gone. Boy, I tell you. Doesn't matter. I'm not buying the game. I, You know, if we get a review copy, I'll play it. But I'm not going out to buy the game. Not anytime soon. Yeah. So. I'll bring it along with me for Extra Life 2, obviously. So you can check it out then. Or you're just going to be obstinate and not even, not even look at it. No, well... I, there's no reason for me to play it then, because... And what am I going to do? I'll play it for like a couple hours and then that's it. <laughs> you know? <laughs> well, who knows? I might be sick of the game by then. You can just borrow it. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, we could still get a review copy. Yeah. I mean, it could show up tomorrow for all I know, or it could yeah. show up next week. I mean, we've had that where the game's been out for a week or two and then a review copy shows up. <laughs> yep. So, and that's another reason why I'm not buying it, because, you know, my luck. I'll buy it like on Saturday yeah. and then Tuesday, next Tuesday, like a week from now, it's going to show up at my door. And they'll have the, so, uh, the, the barcode punched out so you can't return it on your, with yeah. your receipt. Yeah. 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 No, I'm makes not, sense. I mean, either way, I'm, I'm not getting it anytime soon. I'm not, I, I can't be dropping the money on that if I, you know, whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, yeah, if it's going to show up, I wouldn't do it either. I wouldn't yeah. go buy it tomorrow. So, yeah. Cool. Well, uh, do you want to talk about what you've been playing? Uh, not much. <laughs> I did get a copy of Killzone Mercenary. Whoa! Yeah. That was a big 40 bucks to drop. But, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I like it. It feels cramped. It feels... I mean, it feels like Killzone and everything, but for some reason, it all feels cramped. Like, I don't feel like I can see as much or... or yeah, it's that small I screen. It is, yeah. It's an, it's an so. adjustment that I had to make for a while, too, just having it on that small screen. I actually put my uh, my reading glasses on a couple times. Uh, I just... I also got frustrated. Like, early on, I guess it's... Actually, it's the first mission. <laughs> um <laughs> 
you get into this area and they're like, oh, there's a server room in there. I bet there's a lot of good intel if we can get in. I can't freaking find a way in to save my life. <laughs> there's, there's axes. There's freaking axes and crowbars and stuff on the desk and you cannot touch them. Yeah. That makes me nuts. <laughs> oh, jeez. That absolutely makes me nuts. Because, the, dude, I could smash a window, right? But yeah. you can't pick up a crowbar or an axe. <laughs> they just kind of have them sitting there like, ha ha, look at this. Don't you wish you could pick it up and use it? But you can't. If you looked uh, really close, I bet you one of them would actually have an in- inscription saying, ha ha, Joel, or ha ha, Josh. Yeah. No, None it would say Joel. Because it would confuse me with him. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> or it could be really about. tired like me. <laughs> yeah. And um, like you. So, yeah, there was that. Uh, I got... What did I play? Uh, what was it? That, uh, Treasure Park. <laughs> of course. Um, you know what I got, though? You know what I got from Guzex? This is freaking crazy. Hmm. Um fear effect for the playstation oh yeah from idos four disc package uh it came completely sealed brand new never opened oh shit so i'm not gonna open it (laughs) yeah that was a pretty popular game too yeah the, the only thing it has it has like it looks like somebody had it hanging in a store by like a little string or something because mm. they drilled a, a little tiny like eighth of an inch hole from front to back, like right near the edge. Oh yeah. Who does that? But uh, I, yeah, I know that's what I said. I'm looking at it. And I'm like, really? Why? Why, why would you even, why? <laughs> well now who, you almost have to open it to see if the game's even in there. No, it's in there. How would you get it out? Shrink wrap? No, this this has the original big PlayStation sticker over it. Okay. Um, you know you can peel those off too if you heat them up. No, well it's no, it's brand new game. Okay. It's got everything on it that it looks like a a PS one brand new game. Hmm. Like the the plastic from drilling through there. Yeah. Is all over the place inside uh, of the shrink wrap. I mean, it's tiny, tiny holes, so it's not like a lot of plastic is in there, but little tiny shards of plastic. There's like a couple on the spine. There's a couple around the back where you know the where it came through. Yeah, but eh. but I was shocked. I'm like, seriously, who still had Fear Effect for the PS One? Wow, sealed, untouched. And they just gave it to me on Guzex. That's pretty cool. For like a couple hundred points. Seriously. It was awesome. I I was really happy with that. Uh, But that's one of those, you know, I I just go through, like every now and then, I'll go through the entire list that's on there. And I'm like, yeah, I want that. I want that. I want that. I want that. You know, figuring I'll never see half these games. And (laughs) then something like this pops up out of nowhere, you know? That's the fun of it. It's like Christmas. It's just like something suddenly shows up. Uh, like I got the, uh, this was one I also never expected to get. I just threw it in there for the heck of it. But it was the ultimate edition of Dragon Age Origins, which is both games. Uh, okay. 
Origins and Awakening in one package. And that showed up? Yeah. Yeah. And did it have everything? Like, wasn't there more than just... Nope. Oh, wow. It's brand new. Well, it's not brand new, but it's it's a, you know, complete package and everything. The disc looks like it was never touched. Oh, wow. It is spotless. So... Hmm. Yeah, it's cool. Like, I, I, <laughs> I mean, think you're I've getting gotten, games from people that like owned video stores and closed them up. <laughs> maybe. I mean, I've gotten <laughs> games. I have two games here that were scratched all to hell uh, that wouldn't play. Um, and you get your points back for those. But, right. you know, every now and then I get stuff like this, which just comes out of nowhere, completely unexpected. And it's it's awesome stuff. Yeah, no so, kidding. That's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, that's, that's kind of cool. But yeah, that was about all I played. Um, all right. I I didn't get to play much of anything because I don't know. All day Saturday I was on the website doing stuff uh, for the website, and uh, I watched Blood of Redemption uh, on the Blu-ray and DVD. Ooh. Um, and I watched Star Trek Into Darkness. Ah. Yeah. And that's your first time seeing it, isn't it? Uh, no, I did get to see it. I was sick as hell. Oh, okay. I went to the theater. That's the only one I saw in the theater in the past, like, year. <laughs> yeah, I was going to um, say, you really don't make it to the theater anymore. Yeah. Uh, but I, I was sure that, you know, the whole whoever Benedict Cumberbatch really is was going to get spoiled for me. Uh so I, I was like, I have to see this before it leaves the theaters or I'm going to hear it somewhere by accident. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I watched it. And you know what? The second time through, I liked it even more. Uh, I I have it sitting on my table. I just haven't had time to watch it yet. But that was the thing. Like, I was I was really surprised because it was very polarizing to a lot of people. They're, you yeah. either hated it or you loved it. And there's still – there's all those – well, they call themselves the hardcore Star Trek fans that despise these two new movies. I have watched all the Star Treks from when I was a child. I was watching the reruns of the original. I watched all of Next Generation, Deep Space Nine. Well, I'm the one that loved Deep Space Nine when it was on. I loved it, too. I really uh, love that show. But that was like the black sheep. I watched all of Voyager. I was No, I'd say Voyager was the black sheep more than Deep Space Nine. Well, Deep Space Nine, nobody got. Everybody was like, well, they don't go anywhere. It's just a space station. It's dumb. Yeah, you know? but the the whole but, problem with Voyager was that it was just, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I mean, I, I watched Enterprise, even though I had a hard time getting through that. And it, was, yeah. it sucked because, like, right when they said, all right, it's canceled, then those last episodes, those last 10, 15 episodes were awesome. Yeah. And they showed so much promise of where they could have taken the show. And it was like, and the show's over. That's great. <laughs> it, it sucked about Enterprise, too, because I loved how they were kind of staying true to form with, you know, it was the first Enterprise. And, you know, everything was cramped. And, and you know, there was no there was no usability about it. And I, I'm a really big fan of Scott Bakula. And I, I like the cast. But... It seemed, you know, it was what was it on the WB or something like that, or the CW or whatever the crappy, whichever one it was at the Team time, Angsty or, Network, and and that's the problem. Yeah. Like they brought some of that shit into it, and I'm like, really? Well, yeah, it was that was weird because I mean, even with that, they tried. They were like, well, we have to, we have to, you know, keep 
the older viewers' interest, the the original Star Trek viewers' interest. So uh, they're going to meet these aliens that have holodeck technology. Like, yeah. really? Come on, is that necessary? And like one of the first episodes, they're like, they meet the Ferengi. Well, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, we've never heard of or seen the Ferengi until Next Generation. Yeah. But oh yeah, the first Enterprise met them. <laughs> Well, no, I, um, I don't think it was that. Uh, I mean, they seem to know the Ferengi for a long time, or know of them, but they just didn't really they knew do anything of with them. them. But that was the thing. Yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I, it had its issues, but like they, they did a really badass thing where they fully explained why the Klingons look one way in the old series yep. and a different way in Next Generation, and that was awesome. I agree. That was really awesome, and they showed. The beginnings of the eugenics and everything with and and who created those first supermen uh well but i mean the big problem with uh especially voyager and uh, enterprise was that brandon braga was like losing his mind like he he just didn't understand what he was doing anymore (laughs) he didn't he was screwing shit up he wasn't sticking to the bible he wasn't sticking to the the timelines and he was just letting people go just go berserk on what they were doing for stories and it started not making sense you know we we've known this history i'm not a big star trek and you know insane fan or anything but i've watched enough of it to know that that ain't right like what they're doing right there that ain't right (laughs) so it, it sucked because enterprise i was really excited for I thought that they had a great cast, and it was it would be really cool to see some of that stuff early on and how things happened. And they did a few of those things, but even as it started, I didn't have a lot of confidence because the writing wasn't that good. Yeah i I had problems with I had problems right off the bat with what they were doing with the Vulcans. Yeah, like they had a whole thing where there were Vulcan terrorists, and you know, there's there's a sect that uh, is playing with their emotions, and there's a sect that you know they don't do their emotions. I'm like, well, where did all this come from? Yeah, uh, and I don't know. Maybe I'm not a deep enough nerd that oh, that's in the lore. They talked about that in episode. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I don't. I can't I don't quote remember. episodes, by the way, like episode numbers. I might know yeah. an episode, but I can't do that. So. I don't remember them ever discussing anything like that. I mean, maybe in their long, deep, deep past, you know, Spock said stuff like that, but not in their recent past, like that the first Enterprise crew would be involved in Vulcan terrorism uh, at the Vulcan embassy on Earth or wherever it was that blew up and all well, the stuff but that went on. In Star Trek Six, there was a Vulcan that was a part of the conspiracy. But the Vulcan, she was the Vulcan part ambassador, of the Romulan conspiracy. No, 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 no. Romulans? Oh no, no. that was Klingon. The, there was there was a Klingon involved, and or there were a couple yeah. Klingons involved, but there, it was the Vulcan ambassador, and it was the Romulan. Um, blah blah blah. I watch, six is my favorite movie of all time for all the Star Treks. So I've really? seen it a gazillion yeah. times. I love I, six. I. <sighs> I, I liked Six, but uh, the Shakespeare was a bit too much. Like, uh, the Klingons quoting Shakespeare, and, well, you haven't read Shakespeare until you've read it in the original Klingon. <laughs> but that was showing all this pride really? that even... No, but I, I like that, how they did that. I, I don't know. I, 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 seriously, that is my favorite Star Trek movie still. Even over the new ones. I just love Six. I don't know what it is, you but I, I can watch that Kim anytime. That's, That's true, but I also really love that movie. <laughs> Lassie. <laughs> <laughs> I like the new ones though. I really do. It's just this last one. 
with the whole scene that they copied from two and I think they made things a little bit too obvious. They, I think they really foreshadowed way too much and it was too easy to figure out what was going to happen, but it was a lot more action. It was a lot more Scotty, which I was happy about because that's my favorite character in Star Trek. And, um, they did a lot of things. Now I was out with some people on Wednesday night and a couple of them, these are all developers, like humongous nerds. Yeah, Paul, I'm talking about you nerd. Uh, but one of the guys was kind of talking to me about we were talking about Star Trek, and he's like, I just don't like the new movies. It's too much action. And I said, I, okay, that's okay. You know the, why You know why there wasn't a lot of action in the early Star Treks? Because they didn't have the money for effects. So it would just be Shatner and his, and his double, like, fist fighting. <laughs> or know. everybody on the bridge leaning back yep. and forth. Yeah. <sighs> so, uh, yeah. yeah. But I, I really, I, I did. I enjoyed the hell out of Into Darkness, and uh, it was cool because when we got to go to Bad Robot back in December, like Paul and I were watching the movie in the theater with some friends of ours, and it got to the scene that they were working on when we were there. We're like, oh my god, there's the scene! So it was kind of cool, you know, to see that it didn't hit the cutting room floor and that we were there when they were actually putting the effects in and all kinds of cool stuff. So yeah, it was kind of special, but... Um, well, what I liked about it the second time through was that yeah. I could... Because I knew everything that was going to happen, I could focus really on the story and all the little plot points that yeah. that were just beyond me. Because I was looking at everything like, oh wow, oh 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 and, <laughs> oh, and, and there and oh, and there's Mickey from Doctor Who, and there's oh oh oh, you know. <laughs> um, but it gets to a point where, especially when you get to the end, and I'm, I'm not going to spoil anything. But really, they set things up because now you look at it and you go, oh my gosh. So the Klingons are pissed. Yep. And, well, all right, yeah, there's something I was going to say, but I won't spoil that. Um, we just, the, the movie's are, been out. Come on. The movie's been out in right. theaters for how long? It's on Blu-ray now. They've had it for a week. If they haven't watched it by now, it's their own freaking fault. All right. A little minor thing. Section 31. I was like, ooh, that was pretty slick that they yes. threw that in there. That was really kind of cool. <laughs> yeah. I, I was I was giddy when I saw that. Yeah. All right. So that happens. But but everything's all fucked up now, and the Klingons are pissed. Yep. And they're gathering, you know? Yep. So uh, they have many different directions they could go for the next movie. Um, and... You know, I, I I wonder where they're going to go with it. Like, it shouldn't. We've had two movies that were revenge pictures, essentially. Yeah. Uh, so we have to step away from that. We have to have it be like the exciting adventure. But that's always been the problem with Star Trek in the movies, is that like especially the next generation ones, they came out and everyone that came out, like everybody loved the Borg because it was the Borg and all. But all right. the other ones, when they've come out, everybody's like, well. You know, it was just like a big two-part episode. I mean, did we really need to have a movie for that? Couldn't that have just been a show? <laughs> Why didn't they just keep doing the show? You know, so you have that problem. You have to, you know, it has to be big and exciting and bigger than your basic TV show show and plot. But yeah, I don't know. Where do you go with it? How do you? I don't know. I see. Well, like, but that's the thing because they, they have this alternate universe now. Since they changed yeah. the the course, you know, in the first movie, uh, with Vulcan well, being even, destroyed, even all right. So they, when they're going after John, and 
they're getting ready to go to down to the planet and they say yeah we have that freighter that we that we captured in the mud incident uh last month yeah that was a slicky you know they're dropping little <laughs> things in there all throughout the movie <laughs> that if you're if you're paying close attention it's like oh did they just do that <laughs> and that was the really cool part about it because i even missed a few of them and i read about them later I'm like what so i knew when it came out on blu-ray i was gonna have to look for some of that stuff yeah i i I don't remember if I caught that one in the theaters or not, but as I was sitting there, like I said, once I because I knew everything, I could just relax and soak it all in again and right. catch those little details. And I was picking those up left and right, and I'm like, "Oh, this is awesome!" <laughs> yeah, it, it was it was a very well done script. I mean, it. it yeah, I, I really enjoyed Cumberbatch in the role. I think he's just a fantastic actor anyway. But I, I thought he was great for the yeah. role, and and uh, man, they've they've got that cast on so well i mean they really cast that that core group so brilliantly they have and you know it would be really badass and i don't know that they could do it if they could pull it off but you know make a third movie you've got your trilogy you've got all that money then see about locking those actors into a weekly show that would never happen i know (laughs) there's no way Carl but Urban? Do, Carl Urban alone go, wouldn't do it. Well, I know. But they always go the other... Well, maybe he's, you know, maybe he's interested in doing that for a couple of years. Uh, steady paycheck, like like he needs it. Uh, <laughs> but still. Um, but that's one of those things. You know, they've, they've always gone from the shows and, okay, seven, seven years and let's go to the movies. You know, that's what we expect. Um, but it would be cool to go the other direction with this if they could, because the, just the, the idea of the alternate timeline and everything and how much they could play with that in a weekly TV series. But at the same time, I mean, I think that's where a lot of Star Trek nerds are going to freak out because they've known one timeline for, you know, since the late sixties and now it's this new thing. And I, I think a lot of them are having a problem accepting it. Yeah, well, I was a little annoyed with it when it first happened, and then oh, I, was I got too. to the end of the movie, and I watched it again and, and soaked it all in and really thought about it. I thought, well, that was absolutely freaking brilliant, and it was perfect. I agree, because it, it, it helps them kind of bring these stories out that people now can't – they can't – predict what's going to happen because they think they know the storyline so well and they know the, the history and the canon so well yeah. because now they're yeah. creating this new canon but it's still in that universe it's just an alternate timeline and and the problem is is that like you just said for into darkness now the klingons are pissed off because of what cumberbatch's character did and you know and that they were there so now relations with the klingons are going to be very different than what they were in the original storyline yeah, well, they were not good to begin well, but, with. You know the, what I mean, though. Original, I mean, but this is going to be way different. The yeah. the, the treaty at, at uh, I want to say Ruerpente, but that's not it. Kittimer. Uh, Kittimer. The Kittimer Accords probably don't happen in this timeline now. Well, they still could. I mean that that didn't happen until the Enterprise B. Yeah. Or C. I thought the uh, I thought it was the B because they went back no, to Kittimer was, in Star Trek Six. No, it was well. It was the C because they moved forward in the timeline with the Enterprise D in yesterday's Enterprise. Look at me pulling that one out of my ass. Wow. Um, 
Yeah, the two-parter that had Tasha Yar reappear. Yeah. Uh, and then that threw her off into a whole new timeline because she went back with the Enterprise C to help them fight that battle to right. the, those extra seconds could make the difference in history. So the Romulans capture them and uh, a new Tasha Yar is born. Yep, the Romulan Tasha Yar. Yeah. <laughs> and she's really in. Cool. She's actually in the show Ray Donovan on Showtime, too. Yeah. She's Elliot Gould's uh, mistress. Well, she was also. Um, she's in Pet Cemetery. She was also. Who was Gans's partner? Gans. Uh, Billy Ray. She was Billy Ray's girlfriend in 48 Hours. Oh, yeah, in 48 Hours. <laughs> uh, ba- was it like Bear or something like that? Billy Ray. I thought it was. Or, no, Bear. Yeah, was it was. It bear? Yeah, it was something like. Black Bear or... Fuck. I forget. Yeah. Yeah. Because it was Dexter's dad and the big Indian. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I got the money. I got your gun. I got everything. <laughs> Love that. That movie was awesome. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it was. So... So, MovieCast 2.0. All right. All right. ready to do these Blu-ray reviews? Well, if, I, if I'd have known you were doing that, I would have watched Into Darkness this weekend, but I, I haven't watched it yet. It's still sitting on my... Uh, yeah, it just kind of happened. I, I was I was tired, and I'm not feeling well, and I was like, you know what? I, I kind of really want to see this in 3D, so I'm just going to sit down and, and watch it. Because cool. I didn't get to see it in 3D the first time through. Well, um, I didn't either, actually. Uh, the theater we went and saw it at didn't have 3D. But you could bring like booze and stuff in with you. Yeah. <laughs> so it was a trade off. Got that. So yeah, it was kind I, of in three D anyway, because by the time you have enough beers, well, it's it's uh, it's good. Yeah. And bad, you know. I, I mean, not bad, but it's good and mediocre. I think it's better uh, than the first depending one. Depending on. Well, I mean, in three D, the first oh. one wasn't three D. Right. Yeah, just 3D. Uh, the 3D is it's good and it's mediocre in spots. Right. So, oh, okay. Um, it looks like you know they really they really did it great in some areas, but the other they just I don't know. Um, mm. And the other thing which we haven't even touched upon was Peter Weller uh, coming in for an awesome role mm. um, because. He was in, I think, the last two episodes of Enterprise. Yeah. Um, as a villain. Yeah. And then he should up here. As by that time, I wasn't watching an Enterprise, though. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I had to, I was like, look, I have to see how it ends. So I went, I stuck it out till the bitter end with that show, even though half the time I was like, oh, all right, yeah. I'll watch it. <laughs> um. I mean, it's a shame because they really there were episodes in there that showed such promise and were really awesome, great scripts. But then there was that whole year with the Zindi where I was just like, I, "This is so convoluted," and uh, the characters are getting completely like. That's kind of where I dropped is when the Zindi got his really mind. Big. Yeah, and it just it got weird in the middle there, and I just didn't get it. I mean, it was it was very bold. It was a crazy thing to try. Like a year-long arc like that, but I, I, it just kind of fell flat because, I mean, I get it, it's a big universe, and there's a lot out there, 
but their thing was they, they keep introducing all these aliens and all these creatures that, oh yes, and they're part of the Enterprise crew for years to come, and you know, because they take them to the future and they take them to the past and they take them all over the, that weird crewman who could travel all over. Um, and you take them to the future and you'd see all these, you know, people on the Enterprise bridge. And I'm like, that's great, but I've never seen any of these races anywhere in any Star Trek ever. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so. I mean, I get it. I get, you know, you need to expand the universe and you need to do all that. But at the same time, you spend a year on creatures that nobody had ever seen before. If doing something that nobody had ever heard of that had nothing to do with anything in the timeline of Star Trek. And it was just, it fell flat. Oh, yeah, that. definitely. So. It's a shame. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and the other cool thing, and I caught this, and then I had to look it up. I just, I just have to add this. Um, uh, James Doohan's son, yes, the original Scotty, was in the transport. He was the transporter guy. Yep. Uh, at least at the end of the movie, I, I forget whether I saw him, whether he was in there earlier, but you clearly saw him uh, near the end of the movie, yeah. uh, where he was like, blah 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 blah. He even had a line and everything, and I was like. I recognize that guy. Yeah. <laughs> and I looked and I'm like, holy shit, it is. Yep. It's, it's Scotty's son. <laughs> it was really cool. They threw him in there. Scotty's always been my favorite character and I, I absolutely adored uh, James Doohan. So, yeah, that, I, I I knew about that before the movie came out. I can't remember how I knew about it. I, either I looked it up or I saw it somewhere or whatnot, but I, I knew about it. So I was looking for him when, when it came up. So, yeah, that was that brought a smile to my face. I don't know why yeah. Scotty's is, Scotty's character in the books is just so freaking awesome. So, and I had read a few of the books. My my friend David was really big into the, a lot of the Star Trek books and a lot of that thing. And and he was, I mean, those are pretty much. Uh, I I think I read like three of them, and we did a couple books on tape, like when we drove down to Arkansas or something, or when we took a road trip. Uh, that's also the same time that we learned how to we we did the learn how to speak Klingon audiobook. Oh no! <laughs> we had nothing else with us. We had. Uh, it's, we went down to visit a friend of ours and she was going to college in Arkansas and she was staying in Texarkana. So we left Kansas city to go down there and we had, so that's where you want to speak Klingon. Well, it was just something because we only had two tapes for learn Klingon. And then we had a ween tape. The one with <laughs> push your little daisies, make them come up. Uh-huh. <clears throat> so that's all we had to listen to except for hillbilly radio when we drove through the Bible belt and everything. So we we had that on all night. We were actually able to like kind of speak it a little bit, and then of course, like a week later, we forgot it all. <laughs> of course, <laughs> nerd. Anyway, <clears throat> all right, are we done with the nerd talk? Of course not. I this is a gaming so. podcast. You're going to start the nerd talk all over again. Yeah. Go. Well, I think I've I've got a couple things here that you're going to want to discuss with me. Just we'll saying. See. Okay, so. It was really, 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 really cheap, and some people were talking about the multiplayer still. So I bit the bullet and bought, off the PSN, on sale, Aliens Colonial Marines. (laughs) It was $7. So, yeah. So I get on, and, like, nobody's playing the multiplayer. I'm like, great. Son of a bitch. So then I was bored on this. I I kept telling you, like, all day Saturday, I really want to get all this extra life stuff done. 
The problem was I hadn't had a day off of doing something for like three, four weeks. I've just been going at it really hard. So I got downstairs and I hit the couch. I'm like, oh, look at all the stuff that's on the TiVo. So I started watching that. And then uh, I decided I want to play a game. So I played a game. And then some people were talking about that. So I'm like, all right, I'll try that. So then I got that. And then the Badgers played at like 10, 10 o'clock that night. So by the time I was done with everything, I'm like, okay, well, then I'll eat a really quick dinner and I'll work on the website for a while. Then I'll watch the Badger game. And all of a sudden I looked at the clock. It was 930. I'm like, oh, well, uh, yeah. So that's why I waited until yesterday to do all the extra life stuff. But so I, I get Aliens Colonial Marines and I see that Ray's playing it. So I didn't know if he was playing multiplayer or single player. So I got on. He was playing single player. So I'm like, all right, I might as well try the campaign out quick. <clears throat> wow. Uh, it, it, that is a terrible game. Yeah, it is. Like, uh, the movement's not that great. Uh, it's weird because, like, the environments are pretty well done, but the characters don't fit into it at all. Like, the yeah. characters look like they were done by some interns with a really low-res paintbrush. So, uh, the aliens make really weird movements. Uh, your characters make really oh, weird movements. Look, huh? They look terrible. Yeah, it looks the awful. Ali- the way they move is just... It, I think I mentioned it. It looks like a bad PS2. Yeah, like a and bad it does. PS2 yeah, game. It does. So I played through like I don't know, probably three or four missions, and then I finally had enough. I'm like, okay, I'm done. So I uh, got finished with that, and uh, also because we got a free uh, play it again, uh, Galaga Legions DX. I still don't like it. I I don't get the chaining very much. I don't really like Pac-Man DX. I think is awesome. It's it's excellent. It's a great evolution. Galaga DX just it doesn't. I just don't like the flow. I, I don't. It's not Galaga to me at all. It like it. I mean, Pac-Man DX yeah. has that Pac-Man flavor. It still feels like you're playing a Pac-Man game. Galaga Legion CX doesn't feel like I'm playing a Galaga game. And then that's just it. So, eh. uh, played a little bit more Puppeteer. I wanted to play more, and I just didn't get get a chance to. But I will definitely uh, place more of that. Also, uh, when I was stuck in the motel last week and I didn't edit the podcast Tuesday because I screwed up the the audio tracks. Uh, played Dragon Fantasy Book 2 for about four or five hours, actually, until my Vita battery died on me. Uh, man, such a great game. It, it, I mean, it, it, I know we talk about it a lot, and we're, we've become friends with these guys and everything, but truthfully, I, you know, I haven't played... I haven't sat down to play an RPG from beginning to end since probably uh, 3D Dot Game Heroes. That's probably the last one, and I didn't even finish it because I got really hard. But... And some people will even say, that's not an RPG, that's a Zelda-type game, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> but I'm serious. I am having just a blast with Dragon Fantasy Book 2. I think it's phenomenal. I, I just I love everything about it. Uh, I, I, it's, it's really good. And we got to give some copies away the other night. Uh, Tuesday night, actually, we gave some copies away on Twitter. And uh, congrats to everybody that won those. And thanks to Muteki for sending those over. But that was a lot of fun, too. I did some trivia questions. It was, it was fun. Uh, play some more BF3. Not a lot, but I got on and played with L-Team for a little while and played some other stuff. And then uh, we talked about a little bit, but I watched a ton of GTA V uh, being streamed uh, just to get a feel for it and, and you know just look at the scope and look at the graphics and everything. And uh, there's a couple of radio stations that are absolutely hysterical, too. Like one, I think this was in 4, too, or one of them, but guy kind of sounds like Art Bell. And he's just talking about conspiracy mm. theories and stuff. It was yeah. hysterical. I was I was loving it. Uh, and then I watched a couple, or I watched Frankenstein's Army, which I'll talk about after the break. 
And then I kind of forgot that you suggested this, but I found it on Netflix and uh, watched four episodes of Derek. Oh, yeah. I forgot I was going to say that tonight. Everybody should be watching Derek because it's on Netflix now, U.S. Yeah. So this is the new one from, and I'm forgetting his name completely right now. Ricky Gervais. Ricky Gervais. So Ricky Gervais is, I guess, kind of autistic or something, but he, he works in a. He's, well, he's different. He's, He's different, but yeah. that's the whole point. They do it right in that first episode, which is absolutely brilliant because you're sitting there and you're watching it and you're thinking, what's with this guy? Is there something, you know? Yeah. And it drives you a little crazy. It drove me a little crazy, like trying to figure out what was with him. Yeah. And then this this official guy comes in and he's like, well, he's different, isn't he? And then he, he gets him. And I watched that scene again last night because I, I just for whatever reason, I wanted to watch some of it uh, since it's on Netflix. So he says, he says, would you mind uh, if we took you to be tested? And he was like, why? They said, well, you know, we just, we just want to know uh, if maybe you're autistic or, or he's like, what is that? Tistic? He's so he's not getting it right. He's like, is it going to kill like, me? Well, yeah. He's, Am I going to die? And they're like, no. Like, well, well, I have to, stay in the hospital and be experimented on and have like, people no. book needles gonna, in me and yeah is it going to change me in any way no then don't worry about it yeah exactly that was and that's brilliant like he walks away <laughs> it, it's like that's fucking brilliant it was that was the thing about the show is i mean i really i i think it bothers me a little bit more than it would normal people because i lived in a nursing home for a while when i had my mm. wreck so I had a real – I was cringing for like the first two episodes. I was really cringing bad. And it has nothing to do with the writing or anything else. It's just the setting. And I watched a couple and I, I kind of sat there after the second one. And I love that ending and everything. But and, and Carl is the star of this show, man. He yeah. is so, – his character is so brilliant in this show and he pulls it off so well. Like he's nothing like on the Ricky Gervais show where it, it sounds like he's always half half asleep, you know? He's, I mean, he's just, and I didn't realize how tall he was. Holy shit. But yeah. his character is so awesome because that same episode, that's episode two, when they come in and yeah. they want to like check the budgets and check the funding and everything. And, and they, they go down into his, like this little hole that he lives in down in the basement and they're asking him like, so what do you, do you have any training for this? Cause he's like the, the, the handyman around and, and, uh, you know, do you have any training? And she's marking stuff off in a little clipboard when he's answering and he just flips the shit out he's like listen it's not that difficult it's a toaster i just fixed a loose wire it's fixed why are you making this a big deal why do you have to make all those marks on the clipboard and he just goes off on him and the guy's like but 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 he's like no no more get out of here no and ah i mean even when that when that fat one that didn't love her mom at all and just wanted that ring and she got the ring and he came in and she's like oh you got the ring get out get out of here you don't need to be here you never loved her but just oh man i mean he just there's all this pressure in the room all the time and he's that valve. It's yeah. just brilliant what they've, what they've done with this character. That's great. And see, that's what, that's why like I mean, Ricky's writing is so good because he doesn't have to be the star, you know, he takes everybody else yeah. and, and gives them those great lines and gives them that time to shine. And really, I mean, when you get to the end of the show, when you get to like the last episode, holy smokes, man! Yeah. Oh, the way it ends is just. Mm. Um, did you see where they go to the beach yet? No, I'm on. I got through the first <laughs> three or four. So. 
Okay. Yeah. Yeah, the beach is the beach is awesome. Oh boy. <laughs> um, but the thing is, I mean, if you've seen Gervais' so stuff before, this isn't that laugh out loud comedy. It's it's a very it's a very moody show. It's it's very subtle and the comedy is very subtle most of the time. I mean, they've got Carl's character and they've got that other guy that just hangs around. Yeah, well, he's the one that that's where the comedy is not subtle. At no. <laughs> Especially when they get to the beach. Oh, God. I can just imagine. <laughs> oh, it's great. It's great. Yeah. Uh, but that's the thing. You know, like I told you when I first watched it back back then, there was, there was I forget whether it was the first episode. Or the, it was the first episode, the one that was kind of the pilot. Um, uh-huh. That there was a scene where I was laughing hysterically. And then, like five minutes later, I was in tears. Yeah, because of the way the show ended. It's it's crazy the way he writes it and how he can just toy with your emotions so quickly and just yank you from one spectrum, one end of the spectrum to the other. Uh, it's, it's just so good. Yeah, I agree. So yeah, I uh, I'll probably continue watching that. I've been actually uh, I got a second one of those Chromecast devices, so I've got a, I've got one up here in my office now. I've got one downstairs and. Uh, it was weird. Like my PS3 just decided to go offline one time when I was watching Derek. Like all of a sudden, just everything went offline. I'm like, what the hell? I still had internet and everything. And I'm like, eh, f it. I'll do it on my Chromecast, and it, it, it's awesome on there because I don't have to, I don't have to boot up the PS3 and I don't have to hear the fan running whenever it runs. Uh, but the Chromecast, it's just off my phone, so I can just pull up my phone. Boom, 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 boom. So it's it's kind of nice having an alternative now because I still get the surround sound and everything, but. Uh, yeah, so I watched that, uh, watched some more of Archer. I'm just, I don't know why, but I'm on this Archer kick. And because, uh, Charter still hasn't moved FXX, I'm going to be looking into some alternative, uh, solutions to watch my league because I've missed the league the last two weeks and I'm really pissed about it. Okay. Did you, cause we saw, we finally watched the season finale of Archer. Oh yeah. I've seen it like three times probably. Oh, okay. Uh, not Archer. Um, Arrow. <laughs> I oh yeah, do that yeah. with the two of them because uh, we never talked about that. Like we were talking about it, talking about it, and then I didn't get to watch like the last couple episodes, and it just dropped off entirely. They um, went apeshit on that last episode. I mean, they like <laughs> it was like a freaking movie. Yeah, it was yeah. like I, I was sitting there with such a huge smile on my face. I was giddy with some of the stuff they were pulling, they and did I did. I turned stuff. to Lou. I was like, "That was like a movie. That was awesome." Yeah. <laughs> They, I mean, from what that oh. season started out as to what they that what they ended up with, and it was a really long season, which I love too. It uh, was. I, I think they could have cut it down. Like if they had, if they had trimmed it down by about five or six episodes, it would have been a lot tighter because th- there was a lot of stuff that just kind of dragged in the middle there that was a little unnecessary. I mean, they did a lot of character development, which was really good. Well, and some of that is also bringing characters in in from the universe too. So, yeah, yeah. like the you know the girlfriend, she's actually a big character in the books. And you know, I, the only thing that bothers me a little bit still, but it's a CW is is the whole love triangle between him and his buddy and her. Yeah, uh, between him and Laurel and, and whatever his name is. But uh, yeah, I mean that last episode, I, I was like, man, they're going to be there's going to be a huge cliffhanger. There's no way they're going to be able to resolve all this. And they just went on a tear, like, boom, yeah. boom, boom. And it's on a yeah, Blu-ray next week, so I'm going to get that because I want to watch. I actually want to watch that final one again because I'm forgetting half of it again already. Yeah. I was I was really surprised. I mean, the you know, the way they were 
building up to it, I thought, okay, it's just going to be blah, blah, blah. I, I had in my mind where they were going to go with it. And I mean, you could see that they didn't have the budget for everything that they wanted to do, but they were very yeah. clever about the camera angles and the way they shot things and, and how it all looked. But they really made it look like a movie. I mean, oh, yeah. the action and the, and the storyline and everything that was going on there was amazing. Yeah, they did a fantastic job. Like I said, I was really in my head comparing it to, to Smallville because that's the last DC thing that they did that had kind of the bigger budget and, and you know, and, and had a bigger character from DC. Obviously, Superman's huge, but uh, I didn't even like the guy that plays Oliver Queen originally. I kind of wish they would have brought the guy over from Smallville because he was really good. But then I saw all the physical shit that this guy is doing. I'm like, okay, I'm all right with him. All right, okay. <laughs> and But he's really grown into that role too because I thought at the very beginning yeah. I couldn't stand him. I'm like, oh, this guy is just brainless. But yeah, the he- more and more he's done this character, the more and more it's worked. And and man, I'm telling you, I'm, I'm so glad I got on that show right away because what they did with it is one of the coolest things I've seen on TV for like a comic book tie-in. And now they're going to do a Flash series. They're going to introduce the Flash in Arrow Season 2, and then they're going to break that off to a series. Yep. That's going to be awesome. Like Lou even pointed out when we were watching it, she's like, he, I forget how many episodes in, she's like, okay, now he's actually doing well. Like the first couple episodes, he he just didn't look like a good actor. He was, it just, he didn't look comfortable. He didn't look like it just didn't work. And somewhere it clicked and everything got much, much better. But like she started to lose interest there because it was, especially as you got, as you were building, building, building to that finale, it, it, there were a lot of slow episodes in there that just kind of seemed to go nowhere. And it was like, all right, that was a little unnecessary. We could have trimmed that down and just put (laughs) that scene in the other episode and we would have been fine. You know? Yeah. uh, that's why I like British TV sometimes because it's like six episodes, so go, <laughs> you know. So they they just drill everything into that, and it's tight, and it's done, and it leaves you like, all right, I want more, I want more. And this it's like twenty, what twenty four, twenty five episodes, something. I think crazy it was like tw- that. I want to say it was twenty four, twenty two or twenty four. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, I can tell you but- right now. It was. 23. Hmm. Yeah. So I was close. That's a yeah, lot. I, I really liked it though. I, I thought everything worked together and, and yeah. you know, they're trying to establish something. And I think they did a really good job with it. And it's funny. It actually makes me more interested in, in the green arrow character because I've never, I think I've read maybe one or two books at the most. Uh, and it's funny because they turn him into a raging socialist, which I, I just thought was hilarious. Like, uh, like if you even look at a Wikipedia page or anything about the the character, I mean he becomes like this insane socialist and kind of loses his way a little bit and all kinds of stuff. But uh, I, I like what they're doing and and uh, you know what happened at the end of that really makes me interested for the next season. And they're shooting it right now because I keep seeing Paul Blackthorne uh, yeah tweeting about it. So well, I'm I'm excited. Thing. I mean I guess they're saving it for season two, but I was fully expecting. Um his sister's boyfriend to then become speedy, you know, which is which, funny since he calls his sister speedy. I know, which uh, they did that. And you're like, Oh, okay. So that's the whole, and, and then that character came in. You're like, wait, that's the guy. Yeah. And he was like this, you know, 
You I'm going to help you no matter what, and you saved yeah. my life, so I owe you. And yeah. You could see they were leading into that, and they were even leading to, well, I need to find uh, drug dealers and everything because he attacks drug dealers. Well, in the comics, he, he gets seriously addicted. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I remember reading about that. He, he ODs at one point. Right. And I think he dies uh, in the comics. So that w- I was like, oh, so they're they're already setting things up and they're going to go down that path. And then they just kind of dropped him. Like at the the last <laughs> couple episodes, nothing happened with him. And I was like, well, all right. He'll be back. <laughs> oh, I know he will. But, you know, it's – I guess they're looking long term. Now, I really, really, really hope – I don't know that they they have their – Brains, they don't seem to have everything together with their DC movies and everything, but it would really be cool if they can move him into a Justice League movie because there you go, you've got Green Arrow. You've got a young guy. Yeah. Yeah. But they've already said the. See, this is why they're all screwed up at DC. They've already said the Flash on the Arrow is not going to be the same Flash that's in the movies um, because they're doing. Well, they're going to want to get all these big actors like in the Avengers. That's what they're – they're idiots. They – oh, Avengers did it this way, so we're going to do it this way. Yeah. That's the whole thing. They don't have to. And, I mean, if they if they got their shit together, they, they could do a second Green Lantern movie because, the, I mean, they'd even talked about that, that, you know, this is our Batman Begins – and then the Dark Knight was, you know, the awesome one. So that's what we're going to do. We set everything up with Green Arrow or Green Lantern, and then our second one's going to be awesome. And that's totally been not even put on the back burner. It's been kicked to the curb and forgotten about at this point. Yeah. Uh, because they're all tied up in Superman and Superman versus Batman, and yeah, you know, it would be cool if they could. I mean, like Marvel puts out a couple movies, I, like. Avengers 2 is coming, and then within, like, a month, Ant-Man is coming. Mm, I don't think they're that close. They're they're really close. They're just they're, a couple yeah. months apart. Yeah. Because and nobody's going to care about Ant-Man. Mentioned. I'm sorry, but nobody's going to care about that movie. Well, it's Edgar Wright, and if he does it right, uh, I mean, I know. A lot of, you think Ant-Man, you're it's, like, what? Really? It's going to do well for nerds, but it's not going to do well mainstream. It's I, just not. Yeah. That's what everybody said about Thor. I, I didn't say that about Thor. They did. No, well, <laughs> a lot of people said that about Thor because Thor is so out there and such a strange thing with the just who he is. And I mean, he's a god and blah, 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 blah. And how's that going to work? And they pulled it off, you know? And Edgar Wright yeah. is a huge fan of Ant-Man. Well, I understand and that. But at the same time, write, Kick-Ass 2 w- was a disaster in the in the theaters. Even though it was a great movie, it didn't do well at all. And the first Kick-Ass didn't do that well. And that's Edgar Wright. Or no, you know, I'm thinking of a Scott Pilgrim for him. That's right. But yeah. Which Scott Pilgrim, I don't know if it did extremely well in the theaters. I think it did way better on video, obviously. But I get it. And, and I want it to do well. But I also wanted The Tick to do really well on TV. And that only went one season. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. It was great. Uh, uh, I thought it was great. Uh, the cartoon was much, much better. The live action was just a little odd. It's Well, it's because they didn't give it a budget at all. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, but Marvel has a way of, you know... Marvel's gotten their comes, shit together the last few years. That's uh, that's really what it have. is. But they also have one guy that oversees it all, and he runs everything, and everything yeah. has to filter through him. So he's got it all in his mind. All right, we do this, and it leads to this, and it yep. comes to this, and they all come together here. And So he's the one running that. DC doesn't have that at nope. all. <laughs> they need their own Aviarad. Yeah, and they're just a mess because of it. It's a I shame. Agree. Yeah. So, yeah, hmm. yeah. Sucks for a big DC fan like I am. Uh, yeah. yeah. All right. Well, now that we've... Man, have we nerded out today? See? I never expected this today. Movie Unbelievable. podcast. <laughs> no shit. We've gone OG yeah, today. So uh, let's take our break. When we come back, we'll talk a little bit about Extra Life. We've got some new stuff to uh, to talk about there. Preview of Rain, review of Blood of Redemption on Blu-ray, review of Frankenstein's Army on Blu-ray, some emails, and we'll get the hell out of here. We'll talk to you in a couple minutes. First game, we're actually going to talk about a game. So, <laughs> go figure. So, That's uh, a good idea. Yeah, I thought so too. So, uh, uh, got a build of, actually the retail build of a new game for the PSN coming out in October called Rain. Uh, it's a game that we've seen a couple times at E3 and a lot of press conferences. Uh, one of those more experimental games that they're bringing out, but obviously a lot of people got really excited about it. So, this is from the team that uh, did games like Chrome and Tokyo Jungle over in Japan. A very non-standard game in a lot of ways. So it starts out, well, number one, this is just a preview, and uh, it only covers the first three chapters of the game. I don't even know how many chapters there are. I'm pretty sure there's a lot more because the game's huge So uh, in terms of download size and everything. So, uh, But basically it's it starts out kind of like in this watercolor uh, book, and this little boy notices a girl running past and she's being chased by this kind of ghostly figure or kind of a beast. Uh, the boy chases after her and all of a sudden he realizes he's in this city that's being rained, rained down on and he's invisible as well, just like she was and just like the beast was. So that's the entire mechanic of the game, at least so far, is that you're invisible but you can be seen when you're actually in the rain itself or if you get some mud on your feet, which you have to wash off. Uh, and... It's kind of, it's funny, like, I, I kind of explained it as sort of a stealthish game, like uh, Metal Gear Solid, but obviously a lot lighter. 
But it's not even that. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I don't know. I'm not very good at stealth games. I'm not either. So it's more of you utilizing the different cover and trying to sneak past these beasts. It's more of like a puzzle than anything else. It's not really a stealth game. It's not like you're going into cover. Uh, You're basically, like, going into cover in this game is getting underneath, like, a roof that the rain's not coming down. So if you're not in the rain, they can't see you at all. So it, it's a little bit different, you know, it, because they can see you, and there's also big puddles that if you if you walk through them, you're fine, but if you run through them, they can hear you, and they'll chase you down. So <clears throat> it's it's also not like some open-world Metal Gear either. It, it's very, it, it's deceptively uh, linear. So it, there's, there's things that will trigger in the game that I, I kind of realized after a while that you can't stop. Uh, and the funny thing is I found out by accident because uh, the first build that they had sent out to us had a bug in it. And I got to this point where I was running away from this beast and I'm like, where the hell am I supposed to go? Because there was just this black void in one spot and uh, I looked like I had to go that way, but I couldn't see anything because it was black. Well, that was the problem. It was, that was the bug in the game and, and I'd gotten up to it. So once they fixed it, I figured, oh, it's just another path to run over and you just had to go a specific way. Uh, but the checkpoint for that, if you if you get, because basically the beast captured me and knocked me down, and that was it. I was done. So you had to go back to the checkpoint. The checkpoint was the beginning of that section. So that told me that, and there were a couple other things as well, but that told me that you're basically in an interactive book for all intents and purposes. It, it's it, it's telling you a story. You're playing the game. You have to figure out the different pathways to get through. You have to figure out the puzzles. But at the end of the day, this is seriously like an interactive story of of sorts, and it's cool. Like there's there's text that'll pop up uh, the way that Mark hates it the most, where it's that real stylish text that pops up in the background. You know, it looks like it's part of the building. Uh, that cool stuff. He would always bitch about that. Uh, but there's no speech in the game whatsoever. There's really nothing else to read except for sometimes some text pops up, or if you've you can't really figure out what to do. There's a hint system in, built into the into the game, and you can just hit select, and that'll give you kind of a little hint. But it's cool. It's 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 very compelling. I didn't want to stop, but I actually stopped after the third chapter because that's the only thing the preview was supposed to cover. So I, I didn't want to like you know go farther than all of a sudden find out that like the gameplay changes completely, and that would kind of change my opinion about what I thought about the first three levels, that sort of thing. So, the further and further you get on, obviously, you know, you'll, you'll kind of come across some new enemies, uh, but some new beasts as well. But you'll notice that there's no humans anywhere. <clears throat> so, I don't know if you're, like, in this parallel universe type thing or, you know, maybe that's why you're kind of invisible and she's invisible because you're kind of in this separate plane of existence. Uh, and that's why you're not seeing any people because there's cars. You know, there, there's everything else is out there. There's just no people. Um, but... The main mechanic is you trying to get out of the rain, trying to use the rain to your advantage, that sort of thing. Uh, it was cool, though, because uh, first off, I'm running through the city, I'm running through these city streets, and I'm chasing this girl. That's what I'm trying to do is help this girl. And she's just always in front of you a little bit, you know, chasing that dragon. <laughs> Come on, keep chasing me. Uh, <laughs> you're chasing the dragon. Maybe that's why you're invisible. Uh, so... Uh, you come across this church and you have to go through this kind of dilapidated church and there's this door that you have to get through and it's locked. Uh, and, and, and you know that you have to find a key. So you kind of walking around, you come across some things and 
you know, you're just kind of searching around and all of a sudden you find the key. Well, then you come out of the room that the key's in and the big beast that's actually hunting you comes into the room. So you kind of, you know, jump back and you're like, crap, what are you going to do? <clears throat> well, the problem is there's no rain in the uh, in the church area. There's like the section you can walk through and be invisible, but you can't carry that key with you because he's going to see the key. So you have to figure out a way to distract him. And, there, and there's something that you came across earlier on to distract him enough that he'll run out of the room, you know, and, and you can take the key and get through the door. Uh, you'll also come into uh, later on and in, 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 in toward the end of, the, of the, uh, the chapters that I played, come across this uh, humongous factory. And, I mean, it's huge. And you're kind of walking around this factory trying to find your way through. There's different obstacles you have to get around. And really all you have is you can run, you can jump, uh, and you can also kind of jump up and climb up on things. Uh, and you don't have an attack at all. So this is obviously a very defensive game. You don't want to get caught. You're, you're just done if you get caught. And it was kind of funny because I started thinking about Metal Gear Solid because one of the things is you can hide in lockers. <laughs> so uh, there's a section. I have a picture of it up on the preview on the website where you're hiding in this locker. But the funny thing is, and I'll leave that to the people that look at the picture, but there's a reason that I was standing in the wrong locker and I kept getting caught. And I just didn't. it didn't click in my head until I really took a look at it and figured out which locker to actually stand in. So it, it's definitely a game that makes you think. It's not too terribly difficult. There's a little bit of trial and error involved every now and then. Like, I was kind of dawdling at one point, and I was on this, like, uh, scaffolding, walking above some of the beasts, that the, the, the kind of the dog-like beasts that were down there. And I was just kind of dawdling, looking around, you know, seeing if there's anything. I, at the time, I was wondering if there was, like, secret stuff to find, which it doesn't seem like there is. And I was taking my time, and all of a sudden, he jumped up and knocked the scaffolding down and took me out. <laughs> like, oh, crap. So there's some trial and error. The great thing is the checkpoint system is awesome. I mean, you really don't lose any. any uh, it's pretty negligible in what you lose. So uh, really cool. You know, it, it's... It's such a unique game. It's so beautiful. The soundtrack is stunningly excellent. Just fits the game so well. And it does a great job also of becoming uh, a very evident tool of tension in this game. And, and, and that's what it's all about is tension. Uh, I was getting very tense when I was playing this game at certain points. You know, your, your heart rate goes up. You're trying to get away from this thing, you know, and... You can see kind of that light at the end of the tunnel where there's a little thing that you can crawl into that he can't get through. Uh, and you're just running and running and trying to get past some of these obstacles that are in your way. But there's other time where you're just kind of walking around. You're trying to find your way around, trying to make sure you're not being caught. So they do a nice job with the pacing so far as well uh, to make sure that you're not just always like crazily being chased by something. Uh, the sound design as well it does a great job. You know, you can hear a beast's footsteps. And you know that there's something around, but you can't see it yet, you know. And, and uh, they use surround sound really, really well in this game, and, and um, it, it's 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 pretty cool. I mean, it's I, I played it at E3, but I didn't have the headphones on because we were talking while we were playing it, uh, just kind of catching up on the day. And you really need to hear this game to play it. it. It's it brings so much to the table. It actually I think brings more to the table than even the the visuals do at, to a certain extent. Um, yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun, and I was looking forward to getting this to play it. And uh, I think Josh was actually supposed to do the review of it, but the debug's here. So yeah, oh, sorry, jerk. <laughs> I didn't know they were going to send. They, it was weird. Like they usually just send us a link to it 
and we just download it for the for the debug and throw it on there. And I'm thinking because the file and now this isn't the file installed uh, size, but like the file's like two gig. And I wonder if they just did that because they don't want everybody to have to pull down two gig. So they send it on a disk. I'm like, what the hell are they send it on a disk for? So I installed it, and then they had that problem. So then what do they do? They put a link up so we could download the fixed version. <laughs> so yeah, it still broke. Uh, no, but uh, I, I like I said, I purposely only played up to Chapter 3 until I did this tonight. So now I'm going to start working through it. The review, I think, comes out in really early October. Uh, the game comes out in October as well. So uh, we'll have that posted, obviously, and talk about it on the podcast. But... Uh, so far, very, very impressed with the game. I really want to get in there and play some more of it and finish it. Uh, it's It hasn't gotten to that point because games like this can sometimes, for me, get so frustrating that I just don't want to touch them anymore. And I never had one of those moments in this one. It's it's uh, it's really well-paced, and, and it's, it's a lot of fun to play, and it's very intriguing and just very compelling. Like, uh, you know, one of these nonverbal stories. And... They've done a great job with making sure that even non-verbally, things are getting across and you're learning what you need to learn. So, pretty excited. So there. Now let's talk Blu-rays for the rest of the night. Yay. (laughs) Okay. Uh, I will go. Oh, well, yeah. You're next on the list. Yay. Yay. Um, So, Blood of Redemption. Now, which one is this again? This is the one I mentioned on Twitter last week, and everybody was like, "What the hell is that crap?" Oh wait, this and is the then, one with this is the one with Dolph like Dolph uh, Lundgren, yeah! Vinnie Jones, yeah! Robert Davi, yeah! Billy Zane, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and Gianni Capaldi, if you know him. Who? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, but it's got some other people that you would recognize immediately when you saw them. Uh, so uh, this is the one. Uh, once everybody saw that, they're like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa." <laughs> all the tweets turned really funny from there because everybody was dumping on it and then they saw the cast and they were like, well, wait a minute. <laughs> uh, so, it is a tale of... It's it's actually told all in flashback. Really? Okay. Uh, yeah. Uh, Dolph Lundgren is... He's actually really, really good in the movie. Dolph um, Lundgren rules, that's why. Yeah, he... He's uh, sort of a, an enforcer guy, bodyguard guy that works for a mob boss. Oh, okay. And in the beginning of the movie, there's this whole shootout at this junkyard, and he gets shot. His he gets shot and falls down, and he's telling the story. Uh, and the first thing he says right there is, you know, he's talking about being a. a a bodyguard and I have to do this and you have to do that and you have to do this. And he's like, and, and the last thing that you need to remember is always be prepared to take a bullet from your employer. Okay. And he gets shot <laughs> like from some <laughs> figure off in the distance. And you're like, wait, well, what, <laughs> what just happened? So Aww. then he tells the story. Then it says like a couple months earlier or weeks earlier or whatever it is. Okay. Uh, so he it goes back and it explains the story of uh these two different families i guess uh you could call them uh Davi is head of one family and oh crap i forget the guy's name but he's a guy you would know uh he's one of those actors uh let me look him up real quick okay you can uh 
if you would like <laughs> this out. No, no, no. You're Mr. Uh, you're supposed to know all this shit. Even though I'm going to be doing right, the same thing for Frankenstein's army. <laughs> <laughs> but this was a this uh, I didn't I didn't think to look him up because all right, it's uh, Robert Miano. Mm. You'd know him immediately if you saw him. He's been in a lot of movies. Um, okay. You would recognize him immediately. Uh, he's just one of those guys. One of those guys, like Robert you Davi. Know. Yeah, one of those guys. <laughs> So him and Davi are, are the two mob bosses, and they've they've got this business going, and they've got the the senator in their pocket who's you know keeping them protected, and the whole thing going on. Um, and Robert Davi's going to be in the Expendables three. Ha! Nice. So uh, Robert Miano's character, he's got two sons. Okay. Uh, the one wants to be a boxer. They're, he's the younger one. They're keeping him out of the business. They're keeping him in the dark. Uh, the older one is Billy Zane. Oh, nice. Yeah. So the senator says that he can't protect them anymore. And Robert Miano says he's going to shut down the business. And that's that. He's going to retire. Turns off the uh, big circuit breaker. Shut her down. Let's get out of here. Yeah, well, then all hell breaks loose hmm. um, from there. And people are dying left and right. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. And you're trying to figure out who's doing it. And it actually had me guessing. It wasn't quite so obvious because I'm like, oh, well, all right, it's this character. And then it's not. And you're like, oh, all right. Well, it's it's probably this character because it seems like they're really pointing to <laughs> well, maybe it's not. <laughs> huh. um, so the the writing in it is actually really good. Uh, minus a ridiculous scene in the middle that is completely absurd. <laughs> uh, we, we have to get into this really super secure, deep underground, high-tech computer area where they're running the, the entire counterfeiting operation. And only one person has a key card to it. So we have to steal this key card. Now, there's people in there 24 hours a day, so how are we going to sneak in? Well, I'll just put a wig on, and I'll pretend I'm a janitor. <laughs> really? <laughs> okay. So that's how they pulled that off. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah, that got just bad. <laughs> um, overall, though, the script is actually really good. You can see they didn't have a lot of money to spend on it, but they spent it wisely. Okay. And, like, where... Zombie apocalypse, I guess it was. Uh-huh. Uh where they didn't have money to spend on that and they did a terrible job of it. Like yeah. the 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 directing was really bad. The directing of this is really good. Okay. Um, they really know how to film things and how to how to get the most out of what they have in terms of sets and in terms of locations and things like that. Right. Uh, so they really, really did a good job of that. They disguised it really well. I mean, there were every now and then I could see it, and I was like, okay, all right, I get what's going on here. But and really, it, it's actually a really good movie. It's, it's a B-movie. It's like a high B-movie. You know, it's a B-movie that's really trying hard. It's aspiring really hard to be that big <laughs> blockbuster movie. Sure. But just doesn't have the budget, really, to pull it off. Okay. Um, so it's actually a really good movie. I was surprised. I, I wasn't so surprised. I expected it would be 
pretty good. I, I think I said on, on Twitter, it's either going to be good, good, or it's going to be bad, good, and either way I win. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's actually pretty good, good. Um, the story, for the most part, you know, other than that, that one ridiculous part, uh, the story's pretty good, and it, it, it does actually keep you guessing. There's some pretty good twists in there. Uh, a little less Davi than I would have liked, but I think that's probably budget as well. They probably only had him for maybe two days and got him in there, got all the scenes done real quick, and that was it. Because um, he's not in it a whole lot. Um, but he has a key role in it. Uh, and, you know, all the actors do. Yeah. Uh, and they all, they're, they're all really good in it. Um, Billy Zane, is, you know, and this is a guy that doesn't need to work again another day in his life. Because <laughs> uh, the, the Phantom was so good. Well, but the Titanic, and yeah. he was in one of those uh, mummy movies. I mean, he's probably got money coming out his ass. He doesn't <laughs> ever have to do anything. Well, we also thought that about Robin Williams, but he's broke, so. Well, well, uh, it's obviously that he's not spending the money on wigs. I mean, maybe on hats, but because <laughs> every picture I see him and he's wearing a hat, we are we all know you're bald. It's okay. Well, what about you know? the residuals from SSX Tricky? That's true. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So the action is really good in it. Uh, the fights are really good. Uh, there's a scene or two where Dolph Lundgren, you can see he's older. He's, he can't run quite as fast as it, you know, he's trying to, guys are shooting at him and he's trying to run away and yeah. dodge it. And it's a light trot, I would say. Dude's still in good <laughs> shape best. for how old he is though. He is. Yeah. He's in really good shape and he looks great. You know, he, 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 he plays the part really well and he did, he did all the action scenes and the, and the fight scenes and everything and, and pulled them off really well. I mean, he's, He's great in it. So it's a it's a pretty cool story. It's a pretty cool kind of a mystery uh, all the way through, trying to figure out who's doing this and why they're doing it and, yeah. and what's going on there. Um, I mean, by the end, you know, there's there's more flashbacks back to what you've already seen, showing you all the hints that were dropped along the way, and you're like, oh yeah, oh, okay, I get it, I see it. <laughs> So if you're paying attention, you might pick up on it and figure out who it is. But um, but it's cool. It's it's actually a really good movie. It is the the version we got for review. It's Blu-ray and DVD combo, hmm. uh, or you can just get the DVD itself. Uh, they're both really cheap on Amazon. Hmm. Um, the manufacturer suggested price is like. I want to say twenty four ninety nine and probably nineteen ninety nine. Okay, uh, but it's it's well below that on Amazon. Um, sure. So yeah, it's it's worth picking up, and I'd I'd say the Blu Ray DVD combo is is worthwhile. I always like those anyway because I like having the DVD where for where I don't have a Blu Ray player. Um, Oh, I'm sorry. It's twenty nine ninety eight for the Blu-ray DVD combo, nineteen ninety eight for the DVD. Mm. Um, but I know the Blu-ray combo is under twenty bucks, well under twenty bucks on Amazon. Okay. So uh, it's not that expensive. There's a making of featurette uh, on there, about eleven, twelve minutes. It's 
it's okay. I mean, it's nothing too deep. It it's like a promo video they shot before the movie really to kind of explain what the movie's about. You know, my character does this and he's into this and blah 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 and they talk about like Billy Zane talks about that he had worked with this guy before and he loved working with him and the guy called him up and said, "Hey, I got this movie." And he read the script and that's one of those things. Sure. Um, it's it's decent, uh, but it's just that in a trailer. Um, so again, budget. <laughs> you know, they didn't <laughs> they didn't have budget to really do a lot of extra stuff for this thing. But it's it's a good action flick. Cool. Uh, so I think I give it an eight. Huh. Yeah. Okay. An eight. Uh, it's solid. You know, it's, it has its moments where it's like, really? <laughs> um, <laughs> but for the most part, it's, it's pretty, pretty fun, pretty cool action flick. Uh, so I think it's worthwhile. It's, uh, it's definitely worth a watch. Cool. Well, I'll have to borrow that from you when I come out. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Well, <laughs> Frankenstein's army. <clears throat> um, I think they sent a copy to Randy too. Which is kind of funny, but uh, nice. this is uh, this is not as good. So <laughs> this is from a director that has done some kind of lower budget stuff in the past. Uh, what this is is basically this uh, Russian. Uh, these Russian soldiers are pushing through like the German lines at the very end of World War II, and they happen across this building, and they run across this guy, and. All of a sudden, they get attacked, or they're they're finding like they're finding like all these all these dead Germans and everything. But a couple of them are still kind of alive, and they don't look right, you know. And the tension starts building, uh, and they and they come across this building, and all of a sudden, like all hell breaks loose, and it's all these fucked up creatures coming at them, and it's it's basically all these monsters that have been built by. Uh, by the Nazis out of like the dead soldiers and stuff. But like there's this one where like his head's inside this cylinder and the cylinder, it's like a, a, a clamshell design, but, but vertical. It's like it would open up and you go, and then it would close again. And <laughs> there was one guy that had like this big drill bit in his mouth. His mouth was a drill bit and he would like drill stuff in the back of his head. And uh, there was one that had like that an axe on awesome. it. He had like an axe for a hand. And then there's another one that kind of walked on all fours, but, his hands were big blades and just all kinds of weird ass stuff like that. They're like, there was another one that they come across that can't see anything. It was, there was a couple that actually kind of remind me of those, uh, those guys in Bioshock infinite that have the big ear things, but they can't see, but they flip like, Aah! uh, this sounds like the best movie ever. I, but <laughs> so here's the deal. Like there's one actor in this movie you're going to recognize and that's Carl Roden. Uh, you probably best know him if you saw the first Hellboy movie. He played Rasputin. He was also in, in oh. one of the Bourne movies. He's been around. I mean, he's been around a lot of movies, like Bulletproof Monk and all kinds of stuff. So, but like you, you, you're kind of freaking out because at the beginning you see him for like, yeah, let's see, two minutes, and then he just disappears. I'm like, are you shitting me? <laughs> but then he shows up later. But um, it, it, it's a movie of contradictions, though, because. It's supposed to be. It's well, first off, it, it uses one of the one of the tools of movie making that I hate the most, and that is it's all from the perspective of a guy walking around with a movie camera. So it's the Blair Witch thing a little bit, you know. But the thing is, he's got this little old ass, like probably Super Eight 
movie uh, or camera, but the picture is gorgeous. Like it's <laughs> it's better than it could ever have been on film, even in the fifties and sixties. Not you know, let alone the late late thirties, early forties. So there's that, but then they, of course, you know, they use the, the the filters and everything to try to put like film grain and stuff in it. Just doesn't work. Uh, it's it's. I mean, they've picked some really good sets and 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 locations. It looked really authentic and everything. They had a decent uh, cast. Like the cast wasn't bad at all. Uh, the story even it's got some twists and turns that are pretty cool. I'm like, oh, this is actually pretty good, but. It was stupid dialogue by a couple of them, and I actually almost fell asleep at one point, like right in the middle. Uh, and then Carl Roden comes back in, and then it, it's just it's effed up, like you wouldn't believe. Um, it's I, I mean, it's trying to be scary, but at the same time, it really reminded me of an older 3D movie when there were red and uh, blue glasses you had to wear, because oh, yeah. you know it's from that perspective of you're holding the camera. So, like, the monster would always get right into the screen, you know, and it's like the SCTV thing where they would, like, move it back and forth on the screen. Uh, So that kind of thing where it it didn't scare me at all. It made me laugh, you know. I thought it was funny just because it made me – it reminded me of that kind of thing. But I don't know. Like, it never looked cheap. It never looked too cheap. There were a couple spots where it looked kind of cheap. But it never really looked cheap. Like, these these – monsters were really well done uh but they were so outlandish that again i was kind of laughing and not scared uh they did the the audio design though is phenomenal like they did such a great job in the sound in this movie uh but i mean it's worth watching especially if you're into like they're trying to be gory but even the gore is funny like you know he's cutting guys heads open and pulling the brain out and but it's not like gross, like uh, Hannibal, you know, where he's eating the brain and all that out of there. But it, it, it never gets gross. It's like B movie horror with really good production values and a great audio design. Not the greatest cast in the world, but good. So it's just this big contradiction, you know. <laughs> it's really hard to describe. Yeah. Uh, I didn't watch any of the any of the special features because, quite frankly, I didn't want to sit through the movie again. But it's worth watching once if you're into kind of cheesier, you know, lower budget, which actually this seemed to actually have a budget though. But, um, I mean, it's worth watching once if you're into that kind of movie, kind of the, you know, off the beaten path kind of movie, but it's not a good movie by any means. <laughs> I would give it a six. Um, oh. yeah. And, and it sucks. Cause I know Jason really wants to see it. Uh, and it's got some redeeming qualities. And Carl Roden, actually, he well, fucking owns it when he's in it. Jason also really wanted to play that game that he ended up giving an F. Oh, which one was that? So that I was... wouldn't trust his... Uh, <laughs> well, wanting his, uh, to do something and actually some doing it are two different things. <laughs> yeah. You, you build up an excitement for something and then you see it and you're like, oh, God. But... Yeah. Carl Roden is awesome in it once once he actually like gets into the scenes and is there. Like he's really good. But uh wow, what an effed up movie. <laughs> like I was kind of semi live tweeting him on Facebook instead because I said I was watching it. And then I was like, wow, this is really fucked up. Oh, that's kind of weird. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, stuff like that. I think one of the things I put on there was brain in a helmet, and that's all I typed. So Yeah. But I'll bring it if you want to see it. 
Yeah, I think I'm yeah, right. yeah. Just to see it. But, you know, I appreciate them sending it, and I've, I've been in kind of a, a talking back and forth with the PR rep for this, and I said, oh, I really want to watch it, but I've been out of town, so I'm going to do it this weekend. And I did it today before we recorded. <laughs> Send it time. So, yeah. Anyway, that's Frankenstein's army. But it all, it's not Frankenstein the monster, by the way. It's uh, basically the Nazis are using Dr. Frankenstein's technology to try to create these monsters. Those bastards. Because, I mean, I had somebody say, like, what, like Big Frankenstein? I'm like, no, that's Frankenstein's monster. That's not Frankenstein. The doctor is Frankenstein. Haven't you ever seen young Frankenstein? Frankenstein. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, let's get to these emails. Not the regular mails, the emails. So, want me to do the first one? You should do the first one. I don't know why, I just think you should. Oh, God, Josh fall, fell asleep. Are you muted? Oh, yes, I was muted. God damn it. I'm confused. Obviously. Because uh, it's Mike Wolfbeer. Wolfbeer! Wolfbeer! Erp! Uh, yeah, I'm Wait, sure I think I can muster up a burp. Hold on. Uh, not very good. All right. Uh, <laughs> I haven't really heard any details on how the PlayStation Plus will be on the PS4. Will it be the same, or is there more in the works? I also read somewhere it will be mandatory. Oh, jeez. All right, let me stop. It's not no. mandatory. Uh, we don't know if there's more in the works, because they haven't said anything yet. Right. Uh, it's not mandatory. What it is, is for online games... That are not free to play. So basically, Call of Duty and whatever else is online. Killzone Call of and the only thing that's Need online. for Speed. Um, yeah. So essentially, those games where you buy a game and you you buy a game and you want to play it online, that you will need PlayStation Plus to be able to play online. Right. Uh, if you don't want it, you don't play online all that much. Don't buy it. Yep. You know? Um but it's PlayStation I mean, Plus. So who wants free games? Actually, I mean, pff, who wants a free a copy of, of Resogun? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and lastly, will there be an increase in online plus storage? Again, no. Sony has not said anything as of yet. Yeah, they did. What? It's a gig. It's a gig per system. So you get one a per gig system. for the Vita, a gig for the PS3, and a gig for the PS4. But uh, there might be an increase somewhere down the line. Oh, sure. I mean, there's people like me who blew through their PS3 storage the moment it came out. My God, man. As a gig. Yeah, play games, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> At least once to get that save file and then I'm done. <laughs> Wasn't it that one game that was saving every single level and it was uploading them? Uh, which Wasn't there one that... There are a lot of games that do that. No, I thought uh, there was God one in particular that. that put, like, every single checkpoint made it a separate save file and it uploaded automatically. Uh, I don't Damn know. Damn it, I can't remember what I that is. I think there were a couple games that did that or yeah. had a lot of saves. Um, yeah, so, yeah, there's that. Um, so we that's true. We know that it will be one gig per system. Uh, I, I don't know, though. I... I don't know. If they're going to up, up it, I don't think it'll be for another year or two. It'll be a little while, um, yeah. Uh, more in the works? That's uh, that's the question that's been on a lot of people's minds. Um, 
like will they there were thoughts of would they be doing tiers there's still questions about whether uh microsoft is going to be doing tiers with the the gold the xbox live subscriptions (laughs) um but nobody said anything as of yet yeah i think half of it is because nobody's figured it out yet yeah all right i have to tell you something oh boy speaking of the xbox because I saw it. Oh no. <laughs> On Best Buy, they still had them. I pre ordered one. Oh my god. Doesn't mean I'm ever gonna pay for it. Doesn't mean even if I do pay for it that I'm gonna keep it. <laughs> I might sell it. I might return it. I I doubt I'm ever gonna You don't wanna it. drop sixty bucks on GTA five, but you wanna drop five hundred dollars on a system that you have to pay another sixty dollars a year to use. No, because I'm not it's not something I'm going to keep. Uh, it's not something. So it's a pre-order. Uh-huh. I can cancel it. Nothing. No money has exchanged hands as of yet. And no money will exchange hands until the end of November. If I keep the pre-order. Uh, if I see that there is, you know, pent up demand for it and it builds up because it's Best Buy. You know, it's one of those things where. I've ordered stuff from Best Buy because, you know, somebody will post something. Oh, there's a sale and it's crazy cheap for this game. It's like nine ninety nine for whatever game. And I'm like, oh, crap. And then I order it. And then it's like a week or two before I go pick it up. Yeah. Um, so with this, you know, it comes out. It'll be sitting there waiting for me. I'm not going to rush out that day and get it. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> um, because I, I, it's not something I'm really looking forward to anyway. But... I'm going to wait and see, you know, maybe there's, maybe there's demand for it. Maybe there. Oh, I think there's going to be demand for it initially, but I think they're going to be very easy to find in stores a couple weeks later. But you know, the funny thing is we thought that about the Wii U and I was finding Wii U's on the shelf on Black Friday Yeah, at like two in the afternoon. And I think there might, you know, it's probably going to be readily available, but if it is, I just never, ever pick it up and the money gets put right back on my card, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. So, so if uh, somebody out there in the community wants to start a pool for when yeah. Josh will actually pick it up, uh, I'll take day one. I'm taking that spot. I may cancel it next week. Okay. <laughs> Go for it. You know, it, so. it's funny. I, I, I thought about it, but I seriously I looked through the, the release list for the rest of the year, and there was not one game on that list that compelled me at all. Yeah. Well, that's And that's why really a big I'm, thing. That's why I'm looking at it like, you know, I did it because it was there. And I was like, I know it's really impossible to find PS4 pre-orders for day one pre-orders. But see, that's the other thing. It's a day one system. And you know there's people out there who want that day one achievement, which it's a code in the box. (sighs) And it says day one on on the system. And it says day one on the controller. They might actually be worth something. No, I don't think it's a code in the box. You have to go online that first day. No, it's a code in the box. I read it somewhere. I read it on the Microsoft mm. website, actually. Okay. That it comes with a code in the box that you type in to unlock the day one achievement. Hmm. Uh, so that seems kind of weird because how can they guarantee that because you bought it on day one? Because maybe you. Because it's all those systems that get into the store. Right, but what if they still have them left in the stores a week later? Too. Yeah, I don't know. Good point. That, 
I would think that they well, would just maybe. do that through the system itself. Like if you log in and go online, it says, "Oh, you're on on the first day. You get the achievo." No, I don't. But maybe they're not. You know, it's the day one edition. But maybe that's only the pre-orders. You know what I mean? Like no. if you walk into the store and buy one, that's not quote unquote the day one edition. It's a shitty name, just like Xbox One is a shitty name. Well, it's they shouldn't have called it day one. Um, but that's what the achievement is. I it's know. not. It's not having the day one edition. I it's- know. I, we're talking about Microsoft's Xbox One, which is their third console. I know. <laughs> which I heard well Major Nelson out. caught himself the other day too. Uh, did, he say, did he say X-Bone? He was talking... No, oh, I, I got something to say that. about that, too. But uh, <laughs> He said something... He was talking about the original Xbox, and he said, like, the first Xbox or Xbox... the You know, the one or something like that. I think he called it, and he caught himself. He's like, I, I mean the original Xbox. But I, I, I now that you bring up the X-Bone thing, because I think it's hilarious, and everybody uses it. And yeah. Freaking Major Nelson came out and actually said that it's... it's uh, it's disrespectful to call it the X-Bone. I'm like, really? You want me to respect a video game console now? Really? Seriously. <laughs> this isn't the Queen of England, which I wouldn't respect her either. But, <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh, come on. She's been around. That's disrespectful. But then, <laughs> but then um, Microsoft actually bought the URL for Xbox, er, xbone.com, yeah. so, which yeah. I, I would have too. Seriously, I wonder who owned that and how much they it. paid them for it. Oh God! I should have bought that. Seriously, Xbone. You could have gotten. You could have just said no, Microsoft. I'm not gonna sell to you. All right. Well, how about this much? No. How about this much? Well, no, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> no. You probably could have gotten a nice payday out of them for that. Yeah, I'm not that forward thinking. Uh, look yeah. how long I got. Look how long it took to get at PS Nation on Twitter. That's true. It's not really my fault though. Yeah, I. I don't know. I mean, I, I honestly don't know how they're going to handle that, that day one achievement. But on the Microsoft website, on the Microsoft Store website, uh, it said it's a code in the box. Yeah. Um, but I get that. Like, if, if they deliver them all and they're sitting on the shelf and you buy it, like, three days later, you could still put the code in and have the, quote, unquote, day one achievement. See, but that's why. I don't care about that. See, that's why either they have to make sure those codes don't work after the first day, or it's not a code but, at all. And like I said, it's you logging into the network, and it just boom, boonk. But you can't do that because, say, I bought it and I, I had to go, you know, to my parents' house that night and do stuff, and then I didn't get back until the next day, and then I logged in hey, and I don't get my achievement. If, if that oh, achievement that. is if that achievement is important enough to you, you will find a way to plug that thing in to the network and no. get that achievo. I don't think so. I think they'd have too many people complaining about it, and that's why they did the what gamers complaining that never happens. Yeah, come on. It got a nine. <laughs> 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 Go back to England, you stinky European Jim Sterling jerk. <laughs> yeah, I I don't know. Uh, it doesn't matter. But you know, if if that is one of those things that people are like, well, I'll pay more because it's the day one and I want that code and blah blah blah. blah. Eh. Oh, God. I don't know. I'm probably going to cancel it anyway. I did it and I was like. That's either an investment or it's, you know, nothing because I'm going to 
I'd cancel it. Well, you might as well just wait yeah. until Christmas anyway, because you know your wife will buy you one. Nah. Come on, that's, that's what you thought with the Wii U. It. Yeah, but I don't even want this. Like, I was interested. You didn't want the Wii U! In the Wii U. <laughs> I was a little interested in it. I had some sort of... <laughs> I think uh-huh. I had some sort of interest in it. Uh-huh. Because if she said, do you want the Xbox? I'd be like, nah, not really. If she said, do you want the Wii U? I was like, oh, sure, okay, why not? Jeez. I don't know. You are an enigma, sir. Happen. Yeah. I am. I'm a, I'm a puzzle wrapped inside of a riddle <laughs> surrounded by an enigma. Dipped in rich, creamery enigma. Yes. Mm. I, yeah. It's one of those things where, you know, it was there. And I thought, wow, that's really weird that it's actually available. Yeah. Because, and I know, and, and who knows how much of this is PR spin and how much of it is actually real, but they've said, you know, we're we're tracking it and we're holding back stock because we want to make sure everybody can walk into the door day one and, yeah, well, yeah, maybe, maybe not. Bullshit. <laughs> maybe they're just not selling as well as you'd hoped. They just started uh, manufacturing last week. Well, it doesn't matter. They're, they're going to sell... They have a number in mind that we're going to hit this number, and even if we don't, you know that there have been console shortages like mad at the launch of every console. Um, so uh, maybe they knew, all right, by this date, we're going to start manufacturing, and even if it goes past a couple weeks, here's a number that we could comfortably manufacture and hit by that date. These are the number of pre-orders we will allow for sale, and the rest will hold back for retail. You know, everybody busts Nintendo on that, so if they don't bust Microsoft on that same BS, then then I call bullshit. D- Just saying. Yeah. I call bullshit. I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with it. I, it's going to sell like crazy anyway, because it's Xbox, and because there are plenty of people... That's where all their friends are, and that's what they're getting. They don't give a shit. They don't listen to all that stuff. They don't pay attention the way that we do or the majority of our listeners do. See, but the thing is, what I'm really curious about is, are those people actually going to make that jump right away? Because unless they're Forza players, there's really nothing on that system that's Xbox exclusive, like a Call of Duty. Oh, well, I mean, Call of Duty comes out like a month later, I think, for that. but But it doesn't matter if it's exclusive. No, 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 but really there, there, there are those core games that a majority of 360 players play. And there's no Halo. There's no Gears. You're getting Forza, but... Eh. What about I mean, Rise? luckily, Call of Duty Ghost is coming out really, really, like, right around that launch. I, I think that's the only thing that's going to save them. Rise, Son of Rome, when does that come out? Uh, that that's a launch title, but I don't okay. know, man. I... You know, I played Rise. That's that's one of the only Xbox games I played, and it okay. looks great when it's standing still. But when I was moving the camera, it had this really weird look, like this kind of fisheye lens, and it blurred like crazy. So I but wasn't that impressed. You played it. All those people out there who are pre-ordering this <laughs> thing have never played it. Yeah. And they probably won't until they get the game, you know? So yeah, we'll see. I mean, again, we're, we're in our own little fishbowl here where... We read about this all the time, and we talk about it every week, so we know a lot about it, or we, we're we just more up-to-date on all the information than 
the average person who's just casual to the whole thing. You know, like I play online with my friends and that's that. You get in the new, oh, did you see the new Xbox? Yeah, I'm getting it. All right, yeah, I'm getting it too. All right, we're all going to move over to the new Xbox. It's going to be so much fun. We're going to be playing this. We're going to be playing that. (laughs) New Call of Duty's coming out. Oh, it's going to be awesome. They don't care. And they're saying, what's what's up with this new controller? It doesn't matter, you know? I know. I know. There was a new controller between the first and the second Xbox. Well, and everybody yeah. loved the second Xbox controller. The S controller. Yes. Yeah. So I still hate the buttons on that thing. I mean, that's that's the thing. You've you've got people that say that's the best controller ever because that's <sighs> what they like, <sighs> and I like it. It's a comfortable controller, but I've used the PlayStation controller for fifteen plus years, sixteen, seventeen years now, however long yeah. it's been. So I am used to it, and I am very comfortable with it. That's just me. Fanboy. I mean, I still love my Atari 2600 joystick. I think that's one of the most perfect things ever created. It's one button. <laughs> it's a stick and one button. And you can play every freaking game with one button. It was awesome. <laughs> well, not every game. Warlord, you had to have the little rotary and... Well, yeah, but you've got those for for those odd random games that pop up. Sure. You know, you've got the paddle controllers, and that's great. Uh, And then you've got the keypad controller for basic programming, uh, which is still staggering that they they brought out a game called basic programming on the (laughs) Atari 2600. Yep. Um, But, you know, it's it's preference, and uh, there's plenty of people that love that thing. Uh, Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I, I I think there's going to be demand for it either way. Uh, whether they'll be plentiful in stores or not, we'll see. I mean, I may just let the pre-order stand, let it charge my card, and then just watch and see what happens. If they're hard to find, if they're expensive, if people are like going nuts. I doubt it, though. Uh, it seems like... I- I have a feeling you I'm going to be able to point. go around where I live on that day and be able to find them on shelves. I really yeah. do feel that way. But that's you. This is the major metropolitan area. You could you could find PS3s. You could no. find 360s everywhere. No, I couldn't. No. You could find 360s everywhere. You've said that. You could find Wii's everywhere. We couldn't find a damn thing out here. No. And 360s, have, I, 360s were decently easy to find here. Wii's were really tough and PS3s were really tough, but the PS3s were tough everywhere because they were such limited stock at the beginning. You know, because they held them back intentionally. Yeah, but here (laughs) you've got hundreds and hundreds of stores around me, you know, GameStops. I mean, I've got how many GameStops within 10 miles of me? Yeah. it's, It's an insane number. All the GameStops, all the Walmarts, I can think of five Walmarts within 20 minutes of me. Uh, targets, a ton of targets around me, Best yeah. Buys. Uh, there's, there's all these major stores here, and yet you cannot find a single console on the day it launches mm. or within weeks of it launching. Well, that was the thing. On the day it launched, they were all gone, but I was able to go to Target, and I think within oh, the first week or two, I was able to find Wii's and 360's. But half of that was I was going there at the right time to get them because I kind of knew when the truck got in and everything. But PS3, it took a long time for me to find one. And somebody actually found one for me, and I had to go pick it up. 
Yeah, they're just they're really hard to find, and that's the thing. It it's also geography based. You know, you'll find there's pockets where oh they're plentiful, and there's pockets where well, you can't find them at all. Yeah. Um, and that's just the way it's always been with the console launch. But I think like the PS2 hit those crazy numbers for resales and things like that, and everybody expected that from then on, and they were like, oh, this is the way it's going to be, and then the, you know, we've got eBay, and we've got the big console launch, and we could go nuts with it, and the PS3, it did it for like a day or two, and then it, the bottom fell out. Yeah. Um, and the same thing with all these consoles. So it may not be worth anything. You know, well, I, I watch th- it for a couple of days, and, and then just, like I, I said, I could that- just let it go. The Wii and the PS3 especially were like that, though, because they were closer to Christmas. Whereas 360, I think, launched in, I want to say November. But PS3 and, and Wii so were... they. What's that? They were both November. November really? I thought that... No. Wii was like December 5th, I thought. No. November oh. 17th and 19th. Okay, because I remember Friday them being really close to Christmas. Yeah. They were they were seventeenth and nineteenth because I always mm. thought that was bizarre. I was like, wait, okay, the Wii's launching two days later, but it's a Sunday. Nintendo like, always launches on Sundays on a Sunday. That's yeah. weird. That's what Nintendo does. They've always done it on Sundays. Shows how much I've followed Nintendo and how many Nintendo consoles <laughs> I've ever owned. Well, but remember all those MGCs where people had to go get their shit at midnight because they launch on Sundays. I didn't. I don't know what day it is when I'm at MGC. Well, because the party Saturday night goes into Sunday, and at midnight they go. They went and got yeah. their 3ds's that one year, and yeah, that whole thing's just a blur. Um, well, yeah, that's true. When somebody yeah. rolls in, when somebody rolls into the into the into the hotel room at 4:30 in the freaking morning. Yeah. I mean, I really, <laughs> I get the feeling that that's all it's going to be. It's going to be one of those things where it's it's probably kind of hard to find but even the ones that are online are selling for close to retail price and i don't think they're gonna hit crazy crazy prices yeah i think Uh, or i think you'll see people asking for it but they'll never they'll never sell them yeah and that's the thing if if it goes that way i'll probably just let it lapse and and they'll cancel it uh you know put the money back on my card and they'll put it back on the shelf or something so, but Microsoft will still count it as a sale. <laughs> sure, why not? <laughs> it's all right. <laughs> all right. Well, we got three more emails here, so uh, let's hit the second one. This is from Jonathan uh, Langevin, and he says, "Hi, please pardon me if I make any mistake because I'm from Quebec, Canada." A. Eh? Well, that's your first mistake. Yes. Oh, oh burn. Fives. <laughs> when I saw earlier this week the announcement of the PS Vita TV for Japan, I told myself it was cool. But when I saw the video showing the interaction with the PS4, I yelled, Sony, shut up and take my money. Shut up and take my money. <laughs> but during the, during the week, some bad news or some news began to show up saying that the PS Vita TV won't reach North America anytime soon. Well, that's not. That's vague. So I was wondering if I buy this Japanese system, will it work with my new PS4? As I understand it, it will work like the PS Vita remote play, so the answer could be yes. But perhaps not with a North America system. 
By the way, I bought the Vita after the price drop, and I love it. It's a great system, the best portable system I ever, I've ever owned, and there are games for everyone. Uh, I'm just a little disappointed because this year no Madden NFL game came to the Vita. Just by last year's, it would just be a roster update this year anyway. Uh, that's it. I just want to add or add that you guys are doing a wonderful job with your podcast. Oh, thank you. Uh, so here's the deal. <clears throat> here's my belief because I have a Jap- I have two Japanese Vitas. Your belief. <laughs> What's the, here's what I here's my 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 theory. Here's my 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 educated guess, if you will. It's going to work fine, but uh, they have a lot of TV services and, and uh, like streaming services that kind of thing on the vita tv those aren't going to work they're just not going to work over here in north america uh nico nico probably won't work very well because it works like crap on the vita it's a pain in the ass to set up anyway it's it's a nightmare i can get stuff to stream but it's it's an absolute nightmare because it's so japanese uh but a lot of the other services on that thing will not work i guarantee it because they'll be ip region locked but if you have you can put your U. I'm, and again, these are all guesses, but you'll be able to put your U.S. account on there just like I can on my on my Japanese Vitas. You'll be able to take the memory card and throw it in there just like I do on my Vitas. You'll be able to use any of the any of the game cards because it'll probably be not region locked. But because half of those PS Vita TVs or half the value there is the like video streaming services and everything else. And I don't think those will work over North America. I don't know if it's really worth getting for a lot of people. So I have pre-ordered one. I have one pre-ordered. Martin got one for me. It's going to be paid for next week. I'm getting the thing. And hopefully it won't take as long to ship because there won't be any batteries in it. So thank goodness for that. But don't buy one yet. Let me... Get the thing in my hands, and I will let people know what works, what doesn't. I'll make a bunch of videos. I'll show everybody what it does, and let me take the hit for y'all, and you'll know in plenty t- plenty of time before Christmas, because I should have that like a week after it comes out. So there's a lot of unknowns, and that's the problem, and, and I'm the one willing to take the hit for everybody and spend the money. So don't waste your money, if because if it doesn't work, you're not going to be able to return it. You're going to be stuck with it. It's going to be a $100 device or probably 30 after shipping and all that other crap just sitting there because you won't be able to use it. So wait until I get mine and I'll let you all know. So that's my best advice. If you don't listen to me, that's fine. You're a gamer. You want all your shit right away. I get it. I'm there with you. But let me, let me take the hit for you and we'll figure it out. Like if Remote Play works with the US PS4, which I'm sure it will. If you're, if you're able to log in with your US account... You should be able to get all of your Vita games that you have on your, or you know, up on your, um, <clears throat> on your account. You should be able to get all the stuff that you can get on your Vita today. Like I said, the stuff that probably won't work is like all the streaming services they have on there. I don't even know the names of them because they're all Japanese. So, but I don't even think Netflix is on there. So just hold off. And also, when when you're saying you don't think it's coming to North America anytime soon. Nobody knows when it's coming out in North America. They haven't even said if it's coming to North America. But there's a lot, there are a lot of things that Sony did, and there are a lot of things that are happening already that point to the fact that it will come to North America. They just haven't said so yet. Uh, that, that streaming cable deal they just did is obviously for the Vita TV. So there's no way, in, in my opinion, there's no way that thing ain't coming over here. We just don't know when. So... 
if I had to say, if I had to hedge a guess, I'd say it's probably around the time that the PS4 will come out in Japan. But that's the thing. That's why I'm in no rush to get that thing because right. you're you're spending the the more than the full price for it uh, to get something that is not even going to do half of what it's designed to do because right. none of the streaming stuff is going to work on it. Um, which is one of the you know, and that's half of what it does. Yeah, that's a big part of it. And to me, if you can't do any of the streaming stuff, what's the point of buying it? That's me. I agree. Uh, and that's what I would say to anybody out there who's like, "Well, I want it. I want to grab it now because then I can do." Well, just wait because you can do so much more. Well, and one of my just one of my concerns is, uh, and it's not really that big of a concern because I've seen uh, when you go to E3 and PAX and everything, they use the the um, the, the, the Vitas that have the HDMI output and you can watch it on a big TV. But my big concern was how are these game, games going to look on a bigger TV? The reason I'm not worried too much, though, is because I've seen it and the Vita, Vita games always look really good on a big TV because that thing runs at 960p. So it runs at a great resolution already. But it, there's a lot of unknown stuff. And like I said, you know... <laughs> I'll take the hit, and we'll get that thing ordered up, which I've already done. I've asked Martin to do it. He actually he showed me a picture of the pre-order thing. It's done. It's going to happen. I'll have one day one. Well, he'll have a day one and ship it over to me, but um, let me take the hit on that. Wait a few days, and I'll tell you guys if it's worth it or not. But even then, unless you're hardcore, like you want to use it for something specific, it's. I still think it's worth waiting for the, for the North American release because there's so much other stuff. And the thing is, like... Yeah. Even if you want to use it to try and stream games, well, you're not going to be able to do that because they're probably going to have HDCP running on the on the HDMI connector anyway. So if you try to plug it into your capture device, it won't work. But again, we don't know. So when I get that thing, that's something I'm going to try. I'm going to try to plug it into my Elgato and try to stream a game from it, and we'll see what happens. So be patient. I know I've said this before. I said it with you know a few other things, but be patient. I'll take the hit, and we'll let you know as soon as possible. Luckily, this isn't going to cost me like what the Japanese Vita did back in the day. So. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <clears throat> so there. Uncle so the Uncle Glenn one. has said, you know, all right. <laughs> yeah. I personally, I I'm not interested in the Japanese one at all. I because I know it's not. And it, it won't do any of the streaming, and that's the main reason I would get it. I mean, it's it's cool that it can play the the beta games, but picking that thing up and trying to jam a memory card in it with all the wires and everything coming out the back, and popping the memory card in and out because you have multiple memory cards. And well. Well, that, really that's the problem that. is that the 60, when the 64 comes out over here, what the plan was was to take the 64, but they haven't announced over here yet either, take that and put it in my regular Vita and put the 32 in the Vita TV, and that'll be plenty for the Vita TV for me. Well, but that's the other thing, and I've been thinking about this, that um, that 64, that's great. And when it comes out, they absolutely have to have a firmware update. Yeah, it allows more than a hundred apps on the Vita at once. Yeah, I because, saw you tweet that to yeah to Shu. <laughs> yeah, because even my thirty-two gig, I have several gigs left, 
and I cannot put anything else on it because I've reached the hun- the 100 app limit yeah. on one of the cards. And that's bullshit because mm-hmm. there's still gigs left on this card. <laughs> you know? I Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, I mean, I don't know. I I don't really know why they did that. I guess they did that because they're like, well, 10 screens. Who wants to flip through 10 screens? And why would you even – you'd never have that many anyway. So just make it 100. <laughs> uh, I think it was very arbitrary at first or, you know, who knows. But now that they've done the folders especially that you could do, you could do 100 on one screen essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? So, I don't know. They need to do something about that. And the, the sooner the better. Because um, that's just crazy. Yeah. 64 gig card to me is useless if I can't put more than 100 apps on there or games or whatever. Agreed. Uh, more than 100 anything on there. Uh, you know, yeah, you can have music and you can put movies on there, and that's cool. But I, I've found that I use it much more for the games and whatever else there. And especially with PSN titles. I mean, those are cheap and you can easily blow past a hundred with that. Plus the built-in apps that you cannot delete. Right. Plus the Netflix and whatever else you have on there. I mean, you hit a hundred pretty quick and that's it. Yep. You're, you're done. And you still have six gigs left on your card. I mean, come on. Yeah, I agree. Hopefully that's coming so, soon. I mean, I don't know if they're waiting until the PS4 hits so they can just do one big firmware update because, let's let's face it, Sony gets shit all the time for upgrading firmware. So they're probably trying to space it out more. Well, they said they were going to try to space it out more. There have been times where it seems like the Vita gets them every couple of weeks and then you go for months with nothing. Right. Um, so... Yeah, I think those ones that are coming every couple of weeks, they're like, oh, there's an exploit. Quick, patch it. <laughs> um, which I get. You know, I mean, the, the PSP got killed because of that. So yep. they're trying to stay ahead of it. And so far, they're doing a pretty good job of it. But uh, yeah, I, it, that's just something they really, really need to do uh, in a very soon firmware update, I will say. Uh, a firmware update that comes within the next... 58 days, 59 days, somewhere around there. It was 60 days today, I thought. I thought that was yesterday. Was it yesterday? So it'll be 59 now, yeah. But by the time the podcast comes out, it's 58. Good job. Welcome to the math podcast, where we figured out math. Right. So this next email. Hello again, guys. This is Ray Luca. Uh, from sunny El Segundo, California. I left my wallet in El Segundo. El Segundo. <laughs> that's, that's right near Walla Walla, Washington, right? That's what I've heard. If you take a left at Albuquerque, you won't find it, though. And Cucabanga. <laughs> uh, now, you know, I wrote... Yeah, I wrote on Facebook. I was actually on Facebook once. What? Uh... And all I wrote was like, I, I repeated back what somebody said. And then I said, slowly I turned step by step, inch, <laughs> inch by, by inch, inch. And nobody commented on it. <sighs> I don't think anybody got it because I think they're all too young. <laughs> Probably. Yeah. 
I mean, that's that's an old one even for me, and the only reason I know it is because I watched the shit out of Abbott and Costello. Yeah. And stuff like that. Uh, and actually, I think that was in Bugs Bunny, and it's been a bunch of things like that, so... Uh, uh, yeah, it's, I mean, it, the, where I was made fun of it, it was in, uh, they used to use that in Mystery Science Theater every now and then. Mm, yeah, that's true. Yeah. They did. Um, yeah, so, all right. Well, if anybody remembers that, good on you. <laughs> okay, so, uh, back to Ray. Uh, I wrote in a few weeks ago regarding region lock Blu-ray movies. Uh, thanks for clearing it up. Can a PS3 Super Slim be modded to be a region-free Blu-ray movie player? No. No. Uh, on to my thoughts. <laughs> Earlier this year... Oh, there's more? I have, yeah. I have been uh, on a retro crusade playing prior system games. I have a Neo Geo CD, uh, GameCube, PS2 Slim, Sega Saturn, and Dreamcast in honor of Sega Mark. Uh, I just bought a 27-inch Panasonic GAOO branded model super flat series CRT TV used from someone on Craigslist. Hmm. Uh, did, you, did you also hook up on Craigslist? Uh, that usually yeah, comes hand so. in hand. Yeah. Well, it was a hookup, and then they were like, oh, yeah, and by the way, I have this Panasonic <laughs> TV if you're interested. Uh Actually, when the deal went south, uh, you know, I don't have any money, but please, here, take this TV. <laughs> uh, beautiful TV with deep blacks <laughs> and excellent contrast details that only a CRT TV can only give with these retro consoles. My dilemma is that it only has three high-grade S-video inputs. Torgo. Oh, well, fuck you. All right, I'm done. (laughs) You go ahead and read the rest. I don't want to. Torgo, advise me on what I need in order to connect all my systems. A Mm. brand name would be welcomed. Well, fuck you. I won't tell you about the no-name branded uh, switch that I bought years and years ago, almost 10 years ago, that's been sitting around. And suddenly I had use for it within the past year. And it sits behind my TV, and I turn my TV on, and the switch goes automatically and swaps to the correct input, and it's freaking awesome. But no, you're waiting for Glenn, so go ahead. (laughs) Go ahead. Give him an answer. No, actually talk about this, because the problem is usually when you plug like a composite or S-video... source into a nicer TV, like an LCD or whatever, it looks like shit. Oh, yeah. Well, it doesn't look great, but you know what? It works, and I don't care that it doesn't look great. Okay, because... My Ataris are hooked up to the old TV. No, he's saying, but but that thing, I, I plug it into one of the S-Video inputs, and then on the back of this, it's a it's a long, flat, rectangular box, and it's got like four or five inputs on the back of it. Sure. So everything's plugged into that. You know, I could do that on a regular TV. That's fine. It just happens to be here in the basement plugged into the big TV. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, whatever. But you don't want to hear from me. That's okay. <laughs> Great. Now I'll see what i got to no. deal with the rest of the night. 
No, mine is actually mine is because it's so old and it it was not a name brand anyway. I I got it off Amazon or somewhere. I don't even remember if it was Amazon, but I found it somewhere. It was pretty cheap, but I thought, well, that looks like that's what I want. And then I didn't need it uh, because right after that I got one of my TVs that I just suddenly didn't need it and it sat in a box forever. And I found it when I moved and I thought, well, maybe I'll need it. And it sat here in the basement for for four years, and then suddenly I needed it. And I was like, look at me. I'm brilliant. <laughs> Jeez. So, yeah. It's there. It's no name, but it works. And it works nicely. So I see. Um, so here, here's a couple of my suggestions. Uh, first, it really depends on what systems you want to plug in, but... I will say, I mean, even on a plasma, which is very close to CRT technology, those older systems look like absolute ass on an, on an HDTV. They just do. You can do it. Uh, I even have a little switch. I don't even know what the brand is. It's sitting way over there. But I have an S-Video switch that didn't cost very much. Probably the same thing that Josh has, honestly. Probably. Uh, they don't need to be really high quality, the, the switches themselves. Uh, the nice thing is S-Video especially uh, bypasses the comb filter on a TV, which the newer TVs don't even have a comb filter, so you don't have to worry about that. But... Um, you can do that route or get on Craigslist where you're just talking about and find a good old CRT TV and hook it up. Uh, yeah. So Mark has, Mark actually has an old, uh, RGB monitor that I I actually owned it and I just gave it to him, but I have a CRT TV. That's what he was talking about. Right. He, well, but keep it on CRT. I mean, I have my laser displayer on the CRT now. So I have a I have a I have a 32 inch uh, Sony Wega that is my old TV, but it works beautifully. It's perfect, and I have all my old systems on there. I don't put any on an HD TV at all. Uh, the other solution that you have, uh, or the, you know that that's coming up very soon, and it's going to be under 100 bucks, is the Retron 5. Uh, it, so that's why I said it depends yes. on what systems you're looking at. So the Retron 5 um, plays a lot of different systems. And it has an HDMI output, and it has a built-in scaler and everything. So it's going to look better on an HDTV. Uh, so the Retron 5 plays GBA games, which those didn't look too good at E3, but they were still working on it. It plays uh, Nintendo and you know NES. It plays the Japanese version of that, which is the Famicom. It plays the Genesis. It plays the Mega Drive, which is the European-slash-Japanese version of the Genesis. It plays the Super Nintendo or the Super Famicom, which is the Japanese counterpart. And it plays them all very well. It has a menuing system. It has save states for all the games, uh, battery save states, even for games that don't have batteries in them. Uh, it, it, it's a very, very, very good system. And you can even, for the major systems, the NES, the Super NES, and the Genesis, you can even use the original controllers. So this thing has the plugs for each of the systems around the edge, and you can actually plug them in and use the original controllers. So it's just like using the regular system. It also comes with a little Bluetooth controller for everything else. And I got to say, it's pretty nice. Uh, the range is good. It feels really, it looks terrible. Like it looks like it's going to be really uncomfortable, but you get it in your hand and it's actually really comfortable. Uh, we all tried it at MGC. It was still a prototype at that time. I tried it again at E3, which was, I think, the final design. And it's it's very comfortable. So that's my recommendation is to wait for the Retron 5, which is supposed to be out by the end of the year, no matter what. I actually have an email out to them that I put out today uh, to try to catch up with those guys. But <clears throat> that is what I suggest. Even, you know, I have a SNES. I have a NES. I have all that other stuff. 
I'm getting that Retron 5 and I'm going to put all those other systems away and just use that because it's going to be less clutter. It's going to look better on a big TV, uh, on a big digital TV. And that's the biggest problem is that you're, you're putting an analog source on a digital display. And unless you have an insanely expensive television, it's not going to have the processing inside of it that that's going to make that thing look any better. Um, you know, if you ever, if you have a receiver, that has any type of video processing equipment, uh, which even some of the cheaper Onkyos and everything else nowadays has some of that stuff. Um, it might look at may make it look like relatively better, but I think that Retron Five is going to be quite the savior for for retro games. So it's going to be awesome. It is going to be awesome. Yeah, available for pre-order. I know it's on Amazon. And you can use our link that we have on Amazon. If you go over to psnation.com and you hit that affiliates link thing on the left side of the screen, you can just click on the Amazon one. And the cool thing is it doesn't change your, your shopping experience whatsoever. And it doesn't change your pricing, nothing. But whatever you buy on Amazon, we get a cut of it, and that helps us pay for our servers and everything. So even better for everybody. But I'm telling you, that Retron 5 is pretty legit. I, uh, yeah. I've played with it three times now, and I've been really impressed with it every time. And they keep tweaking it and tweaking it. That's what's taking so long is they want to make sure that uh, just about every game is compatible with it. And they want to make sure that everything works on it. So, uh, yeah, it, it's going to be pretty badass. I'm excited as hell for it. But that's my recommendation. If you don't want to take it, that's fine. But I would say either go to a CRT TV and stay on that. Even though it's a big, bulky TV you've got in some room, it's going to be ten times better on that TV than it will be on a on an LCD or plasma. It just is. So, there you go. Did I get everything? Uh, I think so. Oh, wait. Uh, I need... Uh, oh. Yeah, brand name. I don't know brand name. Okay. But he wants a mariachi. What? He wants this? This isn't the independence song, though. Oh, it's everything. Because we don't have to pay royalties on it. Alright, that's enough of that. <laughs> that's enough of that silliness. All right. Uh, Holy crap. What? Whoa, 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 whoa. What? Michael Jai White is going to be Bronze Tiger in Arrow next season. I saw something about that. He was coming to the show. Dude. Fuck you. Yeah. Spawn. This show is... Oh, <laughs> dude. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. I'm done. No, yeah. It's so funny that you're getting into Arrow, too, because I remember when I first talked about it, you were like, yeah. I finally recommended something that Josh liked. No, I thought I was the one that said, hey, this arrow is coming, and you were like, what? Mm, no, I was pretty hyped on it since I saw something about it. You might, have, you, But you might have seen something about it at like Comic-Con or something. But uh, Yeah, I might have. I, I was pretty hot on it. Dude, arrow. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Badass. All right, email number four. Oh, another TV one. <laughs> it's from our friend Kevin Sutton uh, up north, about an hour and a half north of where I live, up in Hudson, Wisconsin. says, hey, guys, love the show. Got a simple question for you. Which type of TV is better for gaming, LED or plasma? Which do you prefer? Keep up the great work and can't wait for Extra Life this year. Extra Life. You guys do a great job. Thank you. Um, 
Well, first off, LED is just a lighting system. It's an LCD TV still. Uh, it's just a different lighting. Uh, the nice thing about LED is it, it runs cooler and it uses less power. And the problem is you have to be careful because you can get one with very uneven lighting. So what you want to do if you're looking at an LED is you want to check it out in the in the showroom uh, because different models kind of have different lighting. But you'll see like kind of white splotches all over the place. So you want to find a way to get the TV to a black screen or a dark screen and you can see the lighting. That's what my parents have. They have a Sony Bravia, which is an LED. And it's a really great TV. But, well, you have to be able to control the the settings in the showroom because in the showroom they tend to yeah. crank everything up they have, the contra- they have the contrast up to 100% by default, and that'll burn your TV out like within about two years. And, yeah. So, I mean, but you're asking the wrong guys because Josh and I literally have the exact same TV, and it's a, a 50-inch Pan- uh, Panasonic Plasma. Uh, and... I love my TV so much. It's fantastic for gaming. It's beautiful color, great refresh. We get we have a 600 hertz uh, refresh on those uh, because they're 3D TVs as well, so you get the better displays. And I think I explained this a long time ago, but when TV manufacturers, you know, they they get what's called a yield. So they make so many screens at one time, and that's what's called the yield. But all of the displays are different quality. Like, they'll give you different uh, output. So, by default, because 3D technology needs a lot better quality and, you know, and a, lot more, a lot more oomph, the best displays that they get out of that yield go to the 3D TVs. The lower quality ones, and they still have a minimum quality, so it's not like you're getting a bad TV. But out of that yield there, the lower quality ones go to the, the standard TVs, the better ones go to the 3Ds. Um... But like I said before, the thing about the, the plasmas is that they're actually very, very close to CRT technology. So you get true blacks. So <clears throat> instead of actually displaying a black color, which isn't really possible, um, L- LCDs kind of display kind of an off black to a certain extent, whereas plasmas will actually turn the tube completely off and you get a true black out of it, uh, which there's a big difference when you see them next to each other. Uh, but the downside of plasmas is they run hot, they use more energy, and they're heavier. <laughs> so it's going to be really difficult for you to carry it on your own. You know, you can do it, but it's heavier. Um, but what do you, I mean, you love your TV too, don't you, Josh? Yeah. They're it's just badass. Lovely. Yeah, it's, and Panasonic, the great thing about Panasonic is they actually purchased uh, this technology from uh, from Pioneer called the Kuro technology. Pioneer used to make the best plasmas out there. And um, the Panasonic came out after they bought that tech. And the one that Josh and I got especially was less than half price of what the Pioneer was. And it was actually getting better results. Uh, That's why Pioneer doesn't do plasmas anymore. They're getting back into the game, I think, next year, I thought I read. But for a while, their Pioneer completely got out of plasmas because Panasonic just blew the doors off. So... You know, if you're going to go for an LED slash LCD, you at least want to get 120 hertz refresh. If you can find one, get 240 because uh, it's better on your eyes. Uh, your eyes will get really tired if you play for a long period of time on games. Uh, and you get a lot more ghosting the lower the refresh is. So try to get a 240. You know, if it's 3D, don't buy it for 3D. Buy it because it's a better display and it's going to have better technology in it. And you get the bonus of having 3D. Uh, Josh uses his 3D way more than I use mine. But... Uh, yeah. 
Yeah, but I love my TV to death. I I, I think it's fantastic. So the pan for plasma definitely go for Panasonic. If you want to go with an LED, uh, the Sony Bravias are great, but you're going to pay for that Sony tax. Uh, there's some great Samsungs out there, but be careful, uh, especially the Samsungs that have that stupid chrome base. They're terrible. Uh, go with the very simple black Samsungs uh, with the black bezels. Um, ugh, I'm trying to think of who else. Toshiba's are pretty nice. Uh, Samsung's good. LG's okay, but I'm still afraid because LG used to be Gold Star. <laughs> so I'm always real standoffish from LG. Mm. Yeah. But, yeah. Uh, I mean, you're up in Hudson, so you'd... I don't think you have an American anywhere close, but uh, Best Buy's actually got a decent selection. Uh, Rock actually bought a, a 2D plasma from Panasonic uh, for a great price. He got a stupendous price on that thing, and it's awesome. But he got kind of the budget one, so it's only got like two HDMI inputs and everything else. So unless you have a good receiver that has HDMI and all that, you might want to look for something a little bit, you know, a couple steps up. But uh, it's fantastic. I, I love his TV. So, Yeah. Thanks, Kevin. Haven't heard from him for a while. All right. Uh, Let's talk Extra Life really quick. Uh, So Extra Life, I do have the page updated. It's not done yet. We still have to put the Twitch stuff in there and everything else, but Josh has to do that, and Josh has been busy. So uh, the pertinent info is up on there. So this year, Extra Life is uh, Saturday, November 2nd. We're starting at 8 a.m. Eastern Time. We're ending at 8 a.m. Eastern Time on Sunday, but we turn the clocks back during that period so we're actually going for 25 hours this year. Fuckers. Sons of bitches. So, uh, well, what's that? Uh, just as a brief aside, uh, the this this timing, uh, <laughs> I was at a... Uh, I, I went to see a band. It was Dan Byrne, if anybody knows who that is. Mm. Uh, singer. Uh, he had his full band with him. And he was playing, and I didn't realize it was Daylight Savings that night. <laughs> uh, and whatever it was, he was really into the jam and everything. He was really in with the band. Everything was going great. They shut you down? And they, well, they went on for... They got on the stage at like 10 o'clock. Uh, they went till 2. That's when the place was supposed to close. But then the clocks were set back. So then it was 1, and he went till... He went till like 3 a.m. Oh, my God. So he went like five hours on stage uh, with the band, and it was amazing. And then I got home at like 4 or 5 in the morning, and I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) (laughs) I was just – I collapsed. I was so exhausted because it was – you know, it's November, but it was really freaking hot in there. Yeah. uh, Because it was a little teeny tiny place, and it was jam-packed. And it was a five-hour show. It wow. was crazy. Coolest show I've ever seen. One of the coolest shows I've ever seen. Oh, bad. Uh, but that's the time to see a band. You go to a bar where you're going to see a band, and you see them on whatever night Daylight Savings is, like in the fall. <laughs> yeah. So that you can get that extra hour in there if you know if the band happens to go that long, or even if the bar stays open that extra hour later. Uh, it's worth it. So. Nice. You know, maybe we could uh, uh, ditch out of Extra Life for a couple hours, go to a bar. <laughs> well, you know what I could do? I could live stream from my phone like I did from the karaoke last year. 
I'll just or take my just phone. put it on a loop like speed and nobody will know until they see me pulling my skirt up <laughs> and my skirt falls back down all of a sudden. <laughs> I just got to make sure out. for one time on a Saturday you're not wearing a skirt. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Oh, man. Uh, so I don't even know where <laughs> I was anymore. done. Yeah. <laughs> So uh, we're getting some prizes already. Some stuff is already showing up in my house. Uh, so it's getting pretty crazy already. We have partnered up with RP Gamer again this year, so they're going to be getting some stuff as well for prizes. Uh, the, obviously, the payout or the, the pay stuff for the, the raffle has changed a tad just because we're doing 25 hours and we have this stuff set up for like a dollar per hour. You know, you get five tickets for 25 bucks. So instead of $24, it's 25 for that level, that kind of thing. It's just it's stupid semantics at this point, but pretty much the same thing. Uh, and we're running it the same way. We have one special prize so far. We call it special with quotes around it. Uh, so we are putting the third seat or the, the third chair uh, of the podcast up there again this year. So uh, uh, basically that will be one of the prizes. There are some special stipulations to so read the instructions on the website uh, and make sure. And I'm, I'm changing something this year that I've never done before. But it's just been a pain in the ass. So if you want to be a part of the raffle and you make your donation, you need to make sure that you put your valid email address in so that we can reach you. If you don't and you win a raffle prize because I've screwed something up and you're in there, you don't win the raffle prize. Because if I can't reach you, because I still have prizes sitting here from two years ago that I can't find the people. And I feel bad about it because I want to get the prizes out to these people and I can't reach them. So if you don't give us your email address, you're not going to be eligible for the raffle. And that's, it's, that's as simple as that. So uh, I'm just making sure that everybody knows up front that is a new rule this year. It's the only new rule, but it's a new rule. So uh, we're still putting up the, the spot on my friends list and also on Josh's. Uh, hopefully I don't forget because last year I forgot who I put on there and I took them off because I had to do a purge and I felt bad. So, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, we're doing that. We're doing the, the, third, uh, the third seat, sit in the third chair of the podcast for a whole episode with us. And then uh, the prizes we have already, uh, EA sent some games over, Medal of Honor, Warfighter, Dead Space, Crisis, uh, a bunch of games from Zen Studios. So we're going to have a bunch of DLC, a bunch of games, and also we've partnered with them for a few other things. And also the fancy slippers. So the, the pair of slippers they were supposed to send me like two years ago, I'm finally getting a pair. But they're going to send over some fancy Zen Studios slippers, and they're pretty badass. They're really comfortable. Uh, also from uh, Bethesda, an unsigned or some unsigned copies of the Skyrim Legendary Edition. Two PS3 and two 360 copies of Dishonored signed by the development team at Arcane. And also an Elder Scrolls Anthology PC copy signed by Todd Howard. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty awesome. So wow. uh, we just got a copy of XCOM Enemy Unknown for the PS3. We got five copies of NBA 2K13 from 2K Games. Uh, we've got four shirts they were selling at PAX. Uh, this is from the, the folks that are behind Dragon Fantasy Book 1 and 2, Muteki. Uh, threw in four uh, Game of Stones shirts because you have the little rock monsters that you fight in the game. So they did a Game of Stones. It's pretty awesome. I love these shirts. Uh, and then today I got a package from Japan uh, besides the the personalized book that Josh got. Uh, our friend Gavin Moore, who's creative director on Puppeteer, sent us two of those very rare Puppeteer art, art books, and he signed both of them. So those are two... Prices that are up as well. And uh, so far, probably the most awesome one of all of them, Elgato has thrown in a Game Capture HD. That's about 190 bucks. So you can stream to your heart's desire. It is my second favorite capture device that I've used. 
and then my favorite is my Black Magic, but that's uncompressed. It's a professional device. Out of the standard streaming stuff, that Elgato kicks major ass. I'm serious. Uh, so very cool that they threw that in. Uh, working on some more prizes as well. Trying to get some pretty unique stuff. I know we have something coming from um, <laughs> Little Big Planet, Media Molecule. They're sending one of the, one of those sheets from the PlayStation Four intro back in uh, New York City that we were at, uh, where they were tearing all those sheets and kind of doing that stop motion animation. They're actually giving us one of those sheets uh, from the animation, and the entire team is going to sign that. So that's on its way as well. So some cool stuff happening. Uh, the tentative schedule is up right now. Uh, Josh needs to fill in the games that he wants to play. But uh, starting it off, actually, is uh, Lard Team Maker and I last year did an online match in Zen Pinball 2. And I don't remember the map or the, the, the table that we played. But uh, he beat me at the very end, uh, so we had to have a rematch. So uh, we're going to be putting a poll up on Facebook or maybe on the website on which table we should play. We're going to each choose like, probably like three put those up there's options and have you guys pick the table that we have to play uh, but we're going to start that off with that and then uh from 9 a.m to noon and these are all eastern times by the way 9 a.m to noon uh battlefield 4 yo that comes out like three or four days before this so obviously we're going to be playing battlefield 4 we will have a ps nation server and ps nation is going to be providing that if we have enough interest we can even make it private so it's just us and we don't have to deal with douches so uh you know let us know if you're up for that oh no you have to deal with douches <laughs> no Oh, damn it. No, I probably won't. You won't have Battlefield 4. What are you talking about? <laughs> I know. Uh, and then from noon to 1, and uh, these times could change, but from noon to 1 right now, uh, Zen Studios is actually going to be uh, providing us with two brand new, never-before-seen tables for Zen Pinball 2, and we're going to be debuting them on the stream for the first time ever. Uh, so that's going to be freaking awesome. Uh, I, I can't wait. I think I'm only getting them like a couple of days ahead of time too. So I got to practice. Uh, uh, and then, uh, one to three, we're going to be playing some kills on three online five to seven. Oh wait, I didn't put a three to five in there yet. I did screw that up. <laughs> All right. Well, I don't know what we're doing three to five, uh, but five to seven, we're going to be doing GTA five online and get our crew rolling. Uh, seven to eight, we're going to be debuting some new gameplay for an unannounced, or not an unannounced game, but a game that we're not ready to let you know what it is yet, but we're going to be debuting some gameplay from this game. It's, it's a game you know, but you've never seen this gameplay before. Uh, eight to ten, Gran Turismo 5 online. Yeah. Uh, ten to midnight, we still have open, so we're trying to figure out what we're going to put in there. Midnight to 2 a.m., obviously. Or, oh, I, I'm thinking we might just do this a four-hour session, honestly. That's why I kind of left ten to midnight open so far. Because you guys played this forever last year. Oh, uh, Red, Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> yeah, so uh, looking this forward to that. time, we're going to get me off that roof <laughs> and away and get me that trophy. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> that was awesome. None for you. That was so much fun. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, th- I have a feeling we're going to make that a four-hour session, honestly. Or we might make it. What I'm thinking maybe is we'll make that three hours and make GTA Five Online three or something like that. You know, massage it a little bit, well, and we got to figure out also three. where we're rolling playing, the clock back. You make it three. I'm going to be playing Red Dead for like six hours. Oh my god, <laughs> and that's fine. Uh, we got to figure out what time we roll the clocks back because we have to figure that out on the schedule too. But well, it uh, happens at, automatically at two a.m. on the cable box and all the electronics that do that. So right, but we have to figure that out for the calendar or the schedule. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah. Uh. Yeah, so anyway, uh, from 2 to 4, we're going to be playing some Last of Us online. I figured later would be better because you can only do 4 on 4 on that, and there might not be as many people awake. Uh, from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m., it's a, it's a tradition, folks. We've done it for at least two or three years now. 
Uh, so I've, I've, I've contacted Will Powers. I'm trying to get Kate on board, but he might be out of the country. Uh, Mod Nation Racers Online. 4 to 6 a.m. we got to play some of that. It's going to be pretty funny. Uh, 6 to 8 a.m. right now we're seeing a fighting game. I'm trying to let people uh, pick. Uh, some people were talking about maybe doing a tournament and everything. And, you know, I would love to, but especially with what we dealt with last year with the GTA 5 thing and the debacle that we had because of Frawls, it's it's really not uh, a good idea to try to run a tournament on a stream like this where we're trying to keep content going for all 25 hours. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of leaning right now to Injustice, which I am actually all for. We played a lot of that a couple weeks ago. Uh, but I'm going to put a poll up on the website probably this week and let people choose between some games. I wanted to get an idea of some games from people, and then I want to put that poll up, and we'll try to figure out that. So we're going to end, end it with a fighting game like I think we did that last year, too. So, uh, any game suggestions anybody has, you know, let us know. Shoot us an email, put it on the on the forums, you know, anything like that. Just let us know, and, and uh, you know, we'll try to massage this a little bit. Uh, and you know, there might be something else that comes up where we can debut some stuff. We might have to move things around as well. So I'm still working on that. But that's kind of the you know that's what we're doing for extra life right now. We're playing again for Children's Specialized Hospital in Mountainside, New Jersey. Uh, Colette has said that she's going to bring us brownies again. Awesome. Nice. And then I said, we'll be needing some of those cupcakes, too. Yes. (laughs) Uh, And also, we have been talking about doing a meetup on Thursday night again, which is actually Halloween. Uh, But we're looking at, I think it was something like, what is it, Colorado Cafe or something out in Jersey. And they're doing karaoke. So, In Wachung. What's that? In Wachung. Oh, is that what it is? I believe so. Okay. So we'll get more details out very soon. We've got to figure out everything and make sure that everybody's on board for that. But uh, we didn't want to do downtown again this year because a lot of people bitched about it last time. So it seems like it's going to be easier to get out to New Jersey. Yeah, I mean, downtown is a pain in the ass. When you have to cross a river or two, it becomes a real pain in the ass when you're in and around New York. So Okay. Uh, we had some people that came from Jersey's, some people that came from the Philly area. I think somebody came from, like, Connecticut. Something like that, yeah. Uh, but it, it's just easier. I mean, we're in Jersey, uh, so it's easier for us. Yeah. And we can actually, like, do for, something beforehand instead of getting stuck in traffic. And Yeah, and it's easier for Colette and anybody from uh, the hospital to right. get there because it's close to the hospital. Um, yeah. And so, also somebody asked today if it was like just us and we're like no, everybody's invited. So, uh invite everybody. Yeah. I'm going to be putting it up on they have a Facebook page for Mountainside right now or for Children Specialized for Extra Life. So I'm going to put it on there to, when we shore things up and say everybody's invited, get your asses down there. And just we're just going to have a party. It's nothing special. It's just going to be getting together, having a few beers and hanging out uh like last year. So, you know, you don't have to karaoke, but you have to karaoke. <laughs> you don't have to karaoke, but uh, we're still going to make you do it when you're there. You just don't know it yet. And we haven't told yeah. you that. Forget what I just said. <laughs> there were a few people last year that didn't do it, so that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. It's, it's not about the deal. karaoke. It's just about like the hanging out and meeting up and you know that yeah. kind of thing. So, uh, And also, uh, this weekend, uh, our good friend Pete Wensler, who has been bugging us about going to a Cincinnati Bengals game, if you remember, we had some emails a couple months ago. Uh, talk me into it. So I'm going down. I'm driving down to Cincinnati this weekend, which is, oh, my God, I can't believe I'm doing all this. Uh, but driving down to go to the game with these guys. Well, uh, Shane Schuler also lives down there, and they mentioned maybe doing a, like an informal meetup. 
So we don't know the time yet. So I would say keep your eye on Twitter and Facebook or whatever. But we're going to try to do a meetup on Saturday night, uh, this coming Saturday. So it would be like, what, the 20th, I think, or something? I don't know. Let me look at a calendar. Uh, the 21st. Uh, we're, so we, we've chosen the Hoff, Hoffbrow House in Newport, which is right over the border, or right over the river, actually, in Newport, Kentucky. It's uh, 200 East 3rd Street, Newport, Kentucky. Uh, we don't know a time yet, but this place looks freaking awesome. It's like this big German beer hall. It just looks sweet. So, um, yeah, we're, we're like I said, it's real informal. If you're around the area, you want to come out and have a few beers with us, please do. Uh, again, you know, keep your eye on Twitter. We should have it figured out like by in a couple of days. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt it. So, uh, yeah, if you can come out, you know, and if you're going to be at the Bengals game against the Packers this weekend. Dude, drop me a line on Twitter, and, and we'll, we'll hook up. We'll meet up. You'll see me because I'll have the big Dr. Seuss cat in the hat Packers hat on. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> I can't say much, though, because Pete, Pete has been putting pictures up, and he's a face painter. He and his wife are both face painters. Oh, boy. Yeah. I don't know what I'm in for, do I? <laughs> but I, I sincerely thank Pete for inviting me and, and I'm glad I can make it down I'm, I'm insanely excited for this the funny thing is right after the game's done I have to go get my car and drive all the way home and it's about a 9 hour drive <laughs> that's nothing oh, I have to work on Monday that's nothing yeah whatever mister I'm always tired <clears throat> yeah I said it yeah all right. Well, I think that's all the stuff we had to cover. Uh, I know it's a lot of stuff, but we got a lot of stuff coming up now. And Extra Life is definitely ramping up. So uh, <clears throat> let's go through the regular stuff. Facebook. Look for us on Facebook. Uh, you just do a search for PS Nation on Facebook. Join up with the group there, which is – I think it's became self-aware last week, actually. It's getting pretty pretty crazy on that group. Uh, and another thing, Stitcher. Holy shit. So <clears throat> apparently Stitcher had some problems the last couple of days. And our feed didn't up up update in there and Stitcher, and we didn't know anybody was using Stitcher. Last time I checked, I think we, which is months, probably years ago, I think we had like twenty three people using Stitcher. So we just didn't really we're like whatever, it works. So all of a sudden, all these people are tweeting like, "Hey, it's not updated in Stitcher." Well, the first thing I need to let everybody know is we don't control that at all. Uh, they feed off of our RSS feed that we put out for iTunes and everything else. So if you subscribe to the podcast in any way, that's exactly how Stitcher gets the file. Uh, and they, so we, we have, we're completely hands off of that. So that's number one. If you have a Stitcher problem, you need to at them on Twitter, uh, and, and actually ask them cause there's nothing we can do, unfortunately. <clears throat> but it was funny because then I'm like, how, how do all these people listen to Stitcher? So I went and looked at the stats. Yeah. There's a lot of people listening to us on Stitcher. So, uh, thanks. Uh, I guess I should check that kind of stuff more. I was very surprised and very humbled. So, yeah, Stitcher, if you use Stitcher, we're up in the video game section. Uh, we're normally updated, <laughs> except for this last week, apparently. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter. Follow Josh, will you please? That's all I ever, ever hear about now. He's at, uh, at PJF Josh and the main account at PS Nation. No more PS3 Nation. It's PS Nation now. Yay! Uh, yay! Thanks, lady. Yeah, uh, thanks, don't, lady. Don't forget our podcast network over at Retroids. Oh, that's what I wanted to cover. <clears throat> so this is the first year in Extra Life that we're not a part of the Retroids team. And I want to make sure, because some people were asking me about it, I want to make sure that people understand there's no ill will with Retroids. There's nothing at all going on 
Uh, it's simply the fact that a lot of people were asking us to do our own team. A lot of our, our gamer friends and everything else, the people have joined our team, that sort of thing. It's nothing against Retroids, though, and I talked to Terry about it, and I've talked to Ken about it. They understand, and there's nothing there. It's just we, they, our listeners wanted us to do our own team, and we're reacting to that. So that's all it is. So don't, no conspiracy theories, except Josh made me do it. (laughs) But uh, check out the rest of Check out the rest of the podcast over there on the on the podcast network. Uh, don't forget our website at psnation.com. Uh, our writers are going awesome. Like Kyle's been putting up some really great uh, great stuff. Uh, who are the other guys? It's David, right? I'm forgetting names uh, again. What? Damn it! Ah, our, all our new writers are awesome. all our regular writers are awesome too. They're they're David, kicking some Kyle, majors. John, and uh, Damon. And Damon. Well, Damon sucks because he hasn't done anything yet. That's true. So, so I don't count him. Yeah, chide Damon as much as you can, even though he had to move. <laughs> or he didn't have to, but he moved. <laughs> Love you, Damon. Uh, yeah. To. I mean, he's in Texas. <clears throat> well, yeah. Everything's bigger in Texas. They require that you move every two years to fit everybody into the <laughs> redistricting for uh, whichever party did the redistricting. Like, I care. <laughs> what? <laughs> There was a whole thing going on in Texas. Uh, whichever party it was said, you know what? We can't get anybody elected or, or the election's not working for us. So let's redistrict to, to this is the new voting district for us. And it goes right down the line of where that party voted. Everybody voted for that party mm. in the last election, the last two, three elections. So that's where they made the district. Uh-huh. A lot of yeah, a lot of scumbag uh, state senates have done that. To oh, yeah. Basically, whoever's in power redistricts everything right along the voting lines so that yeah. they can ensure that they stay in power. And somehow that's legal. It's the most. <laughs> well, I will thing make it seen. legal. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. Uh, that's my politics rant. Uh, All right, enough. And we're off on that. <laughs> Texas. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeehaw. You always, you always have to end Texas with yeehaw. That's true. Anytime I've been to Texas, somebody has said that, and they meant it. Just saying. The stars at night are big <laughs> and bright. <laughs> oh, man. Deep in the heart of Texas. <laughs> there you go. Uh, you know a lot of people in Texas have guns, right? <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Yeah, All right. Okay. Uh, okay. Don't forget our. Don't forget I our know other. Somebody who's really highly connected in the NRA. So I'm, <laughs> I'm cool. It's all good. Oh man! All right. Uh, don't forget audiblepodcast.com slash PS Nation. Sign up for the fir- uh, the free trial. I think it's for like 14 days now. Get to sign uh, choose out of over. Man, you got me all flustered now. Get to choose out of a bunch or over a hundred thousand different audiobooks, and you get to keep one Dude, no matter I mean, what. So. I know guns are powerful, but you're like really far away in Wisconsin. You're 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 safe. <laughs> but I've got the posse comitatus up here, man. It's it's scary up here too. Well, but that's true. They all think I'm Joel anyway, so they're going to go to Wisconsin. That's true. So you might get caught in the crossfire. I can't believe you didn't catch on to the Posse Comatose line. No, I know. Come on, Tank. Did you just call me a pussy communist? (laughs) (laughs) Um, Oh, man, we're we're getting a lot of hate letters tonight. 
Uh, audiblepodcast.com slash PSNation. Sign up if you want some audiobooks. Uh, we get a little piece of, the, piece of the action, and you get to keep a book, even if you don't stick around for the for the uh, service after the trial's up. And, uh, you know, wet our beak a little bit. Also, don't forget our merch store with Zazzle.com slash PSNation, where somebody's been putting up a lot of iPhone 5 cases. Like, I keep getting, your, your item has been published. Uh, yeah, so I think it's when people customize them, which is fine. Uh, Zazzle.com slash PS Nation. And don't forget, it is written. Their new album is up on uh, iTunes and CD Baby. But again, uh, please uh, and thank you for everybody for using that Amazon link. It's, it's helping a bunch. Uh, if you're going to buy something at Amazon, just hit that link or even bookmark it. And just whenever you use Amazon, just use it. Uh, it's, it, it were, it's working and it's helping. And I couldn't be more at ease that we can actually pay for our new dedicated server for the website. So I was freaking out about it. So thank you very much to everybody for using that and continuing to use that. Uh, you are awesome. You are great. All right. Let's get yes. the hell out of here. Wow, we went yes. long. How do we do that? We didn't have anything on the agenda. <sighs> it was the rant cast. Yeah, it was, it was just yeah. Josh rant. Josh rant. I didn't rant that much. Just every now and then. Eh, more than usual lately. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, we're getting the hell out of here. Get out there, play some games. Have a great week. Love you all. We'll talk to you very soon. So I thought, okay, if I'm going to have a day job, I might as well have some kind of fun. It might as well be easy, as easy as I can make it. So I thought, ooh, there's a video store up the street. I knew they were hiring. Video store is the perfect thing. Video store, you are just watching movies all day, renting things to people, it could not be easier. And the store was hiring. As it turns out, they were aggressively hiring. (laughs) The name of this video store was Beta Only. (laughs) You heard what I just said. (laughs) Beta Only was a video store that trafficked exclusively in Betamax videotapes. <laughs> this was in 1990. <laughs> the dream of Beta had long since died. <laughs> Save for a hearty band of eight people who made up our entire customer base. <laughs> These were people that knew the rest of the world had made a mistake. <laughs> Those fools! One day they will see. (laughs) People people came in. Every time they would come in, at some point during the transaction, they would have to (laughs) re-justify. Betamax. Sometimes it happened when they first came in. Sometimes when they were walking around looking at stuff. Sometimes when they were leaving. But always they had to get it in there somewhere. Okay, well... I'll return this tomorrow. Hope it's good. I mean, even if it's not, it'll be a pleasure to watch with so many more lines of resolution. (laughs) I heard you. Are you telling me or are you telling you? (laughs) So because the same eight people are not necessarily going to rent videos every single night, there was a lot of downtime at beta only. Now this is when... I would be watching the movies, right? Wrong! Because the owners of the beta-only video store...
couldn't seem to scare up a Betamax video player to have in their beta-only video store. That should have been an early indication this was not a sound business venture. Well, those things are hard to find. Let's do it anyway. So now, because we are not watching movies all day, myself and my coworker Jeff, we used up our video store clerk small talk all up in the first two weeks of working together. We had run out of things to say after two weeks. The way it's supposed to work is you're only supposed to talk to each other in between movies, and that discussion is about what movie to watch next. That's how video stores are supposed to work. So in the absence of that, we got to know each other intimately and then stopped cold. It's like we were an old married couple who still just liked the company. So we worked the night shift. And one night after we'd been working together for a totally silent four hours, an idea occurred to me. And I turned to Jeff and I said, Jeff... I'm awful tired. Well, this conversational gambit sparked something in Jeff. And Jeff said to me, I'm tired too. Well, the wheels started turning, folks. I replied to Jeff, Jeff, I propose that we take naps at work. (laughs) Jeff was intrigued. He said, how would this work? Do we, do we take naps and shifts? And I said, oh, no, Jeff, dear boy. I put it to you that we nap concurrently at work. <laughs> Jeff, no one is coming in here tonight. And with good reason. This store is dumb. Well, Jeff saw the wisdom of my words, and he laid his little head down on the counter right then and there, and I crawled inside the counter, which was empty, because what was going to be in there? Our bags of money? I slid the door shut, instantly fell asleep. Let me tell you, folks, I have been chasing that video store counter sleep ever since... Oh, deep and dreamless. Woke up, never felt so refreshed. We locked up the empty register, and we left. Next day, I go into work. The manager says, Paul, I need to talk to you. And I think, oh, Napgate. I am going to get yelled at for sure. Manager says to me, I'm sorry to tell you this, but we have to let you go. You've been taking so much time off from work to do these stand-up comedy shows. It doesn't make sense to have you here anymore. Now, this was true. Because at that time, ladies and gentlemen, in our nation's history, there was a stand-up comedy boom happening. Stand-up comedy was all over the place. There were three major clubs in the city of Philadelphia alone. There was all this work in the suburbs. Comedy was all over TV. Any bar that had a spare corner, they'd stick a microphone in there. It was a great way for everybody to make a lot of money, and it was going to be that way forever. (laughs) 
So the manager says to me, you have two choices. You could either go home now or ding, 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 ding. I was out the door. Why would I ever even stick around to hear the end of that sentence? Now, you know what? I'll, I'll finish out this shift. I'd hate to leave you guys shorthanded. I mean, what if there's a rush and Joan comes in? 